gentlemen, another Thursday night. We have the Lions coming up this week. We should have beat them the last time that we played them. We all know that we should win this game. It's going to be a good conversation tonight because I'm just curious, you know, what happens if the Bears can win out or win four of the next five and make the playoffs? Because they would be the team going into the playoffs hot. That'd be exciting, right? That's what you want. Sure would. That's what you need is being hot at the right time. All it takes is getting in, dude. Club Dub back in the house. Club Dub. <laughs> Club Dub. Rub a dub tub. <laughs> Rub a dub dub. Club Dub. <laughs> I've got nothing to say about that. <laughs> I would not expect you to. That's way too much for you, Foster. <laughs> the bills are fucking sweating it. Nah, never mind. Not bad. You talking about other games going on right now while we're doing a no, show? Crying out loud. Oh, okay, good. Just never mind. I appreciate you, Robbie. Everybody out there, Mark, Robbie, PJ, Doug Van Dorn, PD. Cliff Victoria will be here any fucking second. Oh, I swore way too soon for an opener. Got it. No, I didn't. We're past ten seconds. I, I think it's time to kick this off. I agree. can't dance anymore because we had to change the opener obviously we were using naughty by nature for our opener and um problems can arise from that so to nip it in the bud we now have a new opening soundtrack hope that you guys like it before we begin i would like to say that we are now brought to you by 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 bet us Presented by BetUS. Check out BetUS, every sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well. Exceptional, exceptional service. Use the link in the description to get a 125% bonus. That means that if you put in 50 bucks, you get 75. If you put in 100 bucks, you get 125. So on and so forth. So place your sports bets with BetUS. And also, guys, make sure that you follow the PSF app on uh it's a mobile app download that to your phone android or iphone and uh check out the bears chat uh section in there a lot of good stuff uh lesser wilt fong and i do uh game casts on there as well as a tuesday show every night at 7 p.m so check that out as well and we'll see you there this sunday for the lions game what's up guys what's happening Oh, and for those of you for those of you who do bet, please bet responsibly. Absolutely, man. Yes. And I got to add something to that because I don't know if you guys noticed because I've been, I actually figured out I've been using BetUS since like the 90s. 
They also have roulette. They have roulette and Texas Hold'em because that's what I play. I'm, I play Texas Hold'em, man. Serious. You guys are gonna laugh at me. You're laughing, and now, now I, hey, Pete, should I tell him? Go ahead, tell. I know, surety, it's sad. You don't have your music. You can't dance anymore. Kind of bogus. I mean, we're, no, we're, no, no, no. we're I will better off for it. But the big thing is, I'll figure out the never, dance, my friend. You never could dance anyway, dude. No, so, no, I will. I'll, make, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Dancing is just on halt. That's all. Honestly, but you know like what? You the world a favor, man. <laughs> that music you play now, it me, it, it kind of reminds me of like going on one of those secret missions. Uh, we used to go on. It's like that. Dum, 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 dum. Man, I like. Dang, are we wearing dim lights and uh, you know, go zero dark thirty? The secret hey. decoder that you used to get in the mail back in the sixties. If I get if I get another if I get a hundred subscribers in the next two weeks, we get six months off of his dancing. I'm gonna I'm gonna beg I get I'm gonna beg all 350 of my friends on Facebook just to fucking Man. subscribe for six months. I'm telling you, <laughs> you can dump the channel after six months. Just please, for the <laughs> love of God, months, stop short dancing. You know, maybe maybe some people will even stay it, uh, until they see you dancing or something. But whatever. Right. Well, Ooh. yeah. True, but they might stay because I danced. It's safe to say that you would not have been a contestant on Soul Train. That's correct. That's it's safe to say that. I don't know. Now, if that U.S. had had uh, a, a number on that one, I lay down some cash, Peach. You've barely seen my cash. moves, PJ. You've barely seen them. I saw enough. There's only one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Hey Jason, I'm I'm the only miserable bastard up here, so shut the fuck up. And you know I'm getting around. You know I'm getting around. There's Cliff. Cliff By Jason, the way, Bersky. We should uh, at the top of the hour here for the show. We should announce here that we have a new show uh, show coming out on BCP with Chris Watts and Jason UK Bears. They're going to be they're going to be doing a show on. Uh, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. UK time, whatever the hell that means. Uh, that's not uh, Eastern. I don't know what it, whatever that is, but uh, that'll be 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time um, in this country. So fun stuff coming up. In fact, let me just play you the quick opener that I just, well, it's not quick, but it's the opener that I made for the show. I just want to promote them. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Chris Watts is the host with Jason. Let's check out the opener to their new show. Austin Pop. Close enough. Tuesday 
nothing to do with me, nothing to do with us, Chris Watts and Jason. Um, what, what did I put in there for him? Uh, Jason Nunyabiz. Nunyabiz. No, his last name. It's not important. It's Jason Nunyabiz. They'll be doing the, the British Bears show on Tuesdays um, at 5 p.m. Eastern time here in the States. So look out for that coming up this coming Tuesday. Chris Watts as the host. I am jacked about that, guys. Yeah. Jacked. Jacked. He deserves it. I mean, he's he's been doing podcasts for a while. He's come to the United States. He's been to a Bears win, a Bears loss. He went to two games in a row. He stayed... Stay with my family in Woodstock. He knows what it's like to be an American, a Bears fan. He's grown up an American watching all of their shows his entire life. Like all of our shows. Like he knows just as, as much as about American stuff as we do. Yeah, Berber. Mm, one million. So look out for that show this coming Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to watch it myself. So. Moving on, let's get into this uh, the topic of tonight's show. The Bears. Before, before we go further, oh, crying out loud. I want to give a shout out to Mark Kazak. Oh, thank you. Off the covers, uh, Doug Van Dorn, uh, somebody named PJ in there, uh, Heidi, Mr. Shorty, Ravi, Jason UK, Leo Factor, Veal, Bearski. Oh. And Heidi, welcome, welcome, guys, and Cliff Victoria, yes, sir. What is up, everyone? Heidi, we hope that you are well there after your hurricane experience. Um, I know that had to be horrible coming back from the United States to a hurricane. I can't even imagine turned out to be a category five. So we hope that you are well, Heidi, and thank you for joining us tonight. It is an honor to have you in here in chat tonight james ford's just joining us jason uk is here with us guys yes james, james. Hunter. Mm -hmm. welcome all you guys good to see you our regulars we really appreciate you guys thank james you is in the house by the way pj i love your hat for the show well thank you man you know yeah, that's i'm a true bears fan i'm 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 gifted you are I gifted will, i will yeah. be down there you later tomorrow to pick it up man you come anywhere near my house, Foster. I'm getting. Where's my bazooka at? Hold on. What? I was gonna say, did you ever find the flamethrower, the grenade launcher? I'm gonna find it. Shit? I'm gonna find it because it's, man, age. it's age, uh, PJ. It's age. You're not gonna find it. You don't have any more. You sold it. Oh no, I didn't. You just I, don't I still got. I, 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 I still got, got, it, that, I got uh, it in my garage at the other house, dude. I've already been down there. He doesn't even know that yet. Damn, is he getting old and senile? I got a footlocker full of stuff. Come <laughs> if you want. You had a footlocker full of stuff. Until you gave it to Foster, and now you're like, yeah, where the hell is my footlocker full of shit? <laughs> I know the seniority setting him. I don't want to hurt him to hurt anybody or himself. Yeah, you, you got we have to handle people like you in your in your you know current stage, PJ. We have to handle you uh you know delicately. So just what just, stage would that be, sir? Uh the post dementia stage. Bodies, 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 bodies. No dancing for you either, Paige. Oh, that wasn't wait, no, no. Yeah, yeah, this is that commercial <laughs> where that guy is talking about that about talking about shooting somebody. Bodies and bodies and bodies. That's a weird sounding gun, my friend. I'm just saying. 
Pilgrim. Man, keep PJ away from the opening music. That'd be a wait. If I had to redo it per PJ, it'd be uh it'd be uh Well, we might have to get rid of both of these guys tonight. Too, nah, I know. Sunday show. You know, I'll be having the best music there is. We'll stop playing. Well, come on, give me some, man. <laughs> Walt, what is up, my friend? What's going on, man? Living the dream. Living the dream. It's only a couple more days till uh, Bears time. Bears time. Living the dream. You're the only one, you bastard. Lions. <laughs> Exciting time coming up. Guys, we have uh, Ville from the Three Point Stands podcast coming up here in a few minutes, joining us as our special guest. Um, but we have a couple minutes left. Before we get into uh, bringing him on, like, just what are your guys' thoughts? As is it possible? I mean, we haven't won two in a row yet, but could two in a row mean three in a row, four in a row? Could could it spark a winning streak? Simmer down, shorty. Gotta get Sunday. That's all that matters, dude. Nothing else matters without Sunday. Simmer down, shorty. Wouldn't two in a row be a winning streak in and of itself? Yep, there you go. See. Two division opponents, by the way, too. Back Walt, to back. The voice of reason. <laughs> yes. Walt has such a very calm and soothing voice. Just a, your, just your a voice, voice is a, is as almost as calm as Dick Richards. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Dick Richards. Kind of reminds me of um, back in the day when uh, Dick Richards played for the Bears. He was a tight end and was in, the, was in the key formation, had a coronary at 37, and that's the way we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the key formation. You're, you're going to get me started. Mixing again. up centuries again. That's the, the 1800s, sorry. Yeah. Died at 37, and we liked it that way. And we liked it that way. That's the way we liked it, man. <laughs> well, you know what, man? We just we should just bring Bill in right now, dude, because I got like three fucking questions I want to hit you right so away. I'm, I'm dying to ask Bill some questions. Cool. I mean, this team can still make the playoffs. That's the crazy part. If we went all these losses last year, all these losses at the beginning of this year, and somehow can still make the playoffs this year, it would be somebody's been sipping the Kool Aid. It would well, well, don't we all yeah. sip the Kool Aid a little bit? Taking the gummies or smoking his bong. Yeah. It's one of the three. One of the, all of them, Peach. One of the three. <laughs> well, we know which one of us is uh, doing the gummies. Is that you, Walt? No. That's why again. Walt's so chill. Walt's on the CBD gummies. He's like, why aren't these things working? It's CBD, bro. You got to get the THC gummies. CBD works too, man. <laughs> they, both, they both work. Depends on what you need them for. <laughs> Man. All right, well, well, let's bring in Ville, man. He's been sitting yeah, back well. there waiting patiently. Ah, guys, you fell asleep, man. Look at that. Wake up, Ville. Hey, I ain't fell asleep. I, I'm hearing British accents. I'm hearing bumps, bumps, bumps. It's getting y'all getting it cracking in this hole. Ville's <laughs> Ville Ville's beer filled filled out. Look at you. You and Foster yeah. been hanging out, huh? I have, to, I have to grow it back. You got the playoff beard going too, huh, Ville? Man, I'm I'm with you, Shorty. I, I I heard you, man. I I guess I'll be a homer and a and an optimist myself. I'm I'm excited after seeing the last couple games. 
Ville, I want to I want to congratulate you on your YouTube channel. You've you've hit over 500 subscribers. Uh, your Twitter channel is now at over 2,000. I mean, it's a it's an, it's a testament to the work that you're putting into the things that you're doing and the love that you have for the Bears. So, congratulations, my friend, and thank you for joining us again tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank I I got to thank you guys. If, if uh, I look up to guys like you who've been doing this for a while and and I've been, you know, taking notes, getting advice from you guys, you know, Foster always DMing me and, and giving me support. TJ, every time I'm on the show, Shorty, me and you texting back and forth, you know, checking on each other like brothers and stuff like that. So I'm excited about starting this live stream journey starting tomorrow. And I, I just hope to be any any in any realm like you guys soon. So oh, <laughs> man, that's so you got the decoration going on back there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, little by little. It's, it's all five five below stuff, but <laughs> oh, Bill, you shouldn't you shouldn't aim so low if you want to be like us, dude. Aim a little higher. <laughs> really quick, Bill, talk about your um you're giving away some tickets for a Bears game, right? Yes, sir. Um, so uh a couple of weeks ago we po posted on our Twitter that we will be giving away two tickets, uh, section 149. Uh, it's in the end zone, but pretty low seats. You're not in the nosebleed, so they're really good tickets uh, provided by my soon-to-be-announced co-host, Micah. He was there with me in the beginning before I took a break last year uh, with a health issue, but he's providing the tickets. He said, let's get it going. Let's, you know, punch. Let's, 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 let's start punching, throwing haymakers right off the bat. So our first show, First ever live show will be tomorrow uh, at 5 p.m. And we'll be doing the giveaway during the show. So hopefully people don't jump in there, you know, in the chat. Like, hurry up and give away the tickets. Like, we're going to later in the show because we have a, a nice, nice panel that will be uh, going on talking about Bears football. But, yes, the giveaway is tomorrow. People can go to my Twitter page at uh, Three Point Dance Pie. They still can enter. Like, you can st – we still haven't picked an official winner. We – uh, basically, the tweet will tell you how to register. It's basically just the same Twitter type stuff. Follow guys, follow the guys at Three Point Stance Pod, retweet, leave a comment with, with who you will take type of thing. So, I love that stuff because if my wife uh, saw me buying tickets to give away on this <laughs> channel, she would probably cut my nuts off in my sleep for spending I, money to give away to people. So, good. I just say, when oh. I win, I'll, I'll, I'm taking you, dude. We'll go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be home in January for my new job training. So, it'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> well, Peach is too far. Dan, you, you're not here. <laughs> Bill's nice and close, man. We'll just roll oh, down yeah. there and watch the game. I wasn't oh, supposed yeah, to yeah. say that in front of everybody, was I, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know. I don't take it personal, Foster. <laughs> no, I meant that I'm getting the tick. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I will be entering. Yes, I, think I uh, did. I don't. I don't know I yet. Me too. Heidi said, <laughs> Heidi Zimmerman says she will tune in tomorrow for Sherville. Oh yeah. Hey Heidi. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at everybody in the chat. Heidi, uh, like Shorty said earlier, mentioned earlier. I am so glad that you are okay. I know yeah. I sent numerous DMs to check. On Heidi, she's a wonderful, wonderful Bears fan, just like the rest of the chat that you all have that come faithfully every time I'm on or every time I'm watching and trying to jump in the chat. You know, you guys have the best chat 
so active, so loyal. Um, you know, I appreciate you all having me on and I love all the guys and, and gals that's in the chat. You know, they're some of my followers too. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, man. It's awesome. You're an awesome dude. Uh, you guys. Absolutely. All you. You guys ready for a group hug? Right. Let's talk for bears, man. Let's talk about the wanna, yeah. up and shit. Because so be, before anybody was on here, like me and Mark were talking in the chat. Bro hug. So, yes, sir. No, I was just going to say, this was like the first thing brought up because I was going to start giving him my answer. And I'm like, I said, no, everybody's going to answer this. Everybody in the chat? Dan, Peach, me, Bill, Walt. It, two minutes. Take a minute or two on this because it's pretty quick if you can do it. And it, and what Mark Kasich asked and asked me to chat earlier, and this is for all of us again. Foster, where do you stand on on the whole? Get rid of or build around fields decision. And and I immediately started to type in. I'm keeping fields. I'm taking the picks. I'm trading back. I'm getting a pick for next year. Uh, whatever I can grab, as long as I can get. The two or three guys, you know, assuming we're going to get another, I'm going to get a second round pick or maybe have two. It just depends on what we get, but get the two or three guys that people have been talking about because there's many, a few different opinions on it. I myself would go to wide receiver and, and a defensive end, man, if I'm picking. You know, I, I think Braxton, another thing too, is we got the five games to verify that this is capable, that we should be going that route. That's the way I, I see it, though. I, I stay with this team because they keep making changes constantly. Where do you fucking draw the line? Where do you draw the line, man? We want to be like like Pittsburgh, man. What do they've had? Three coaches in the la my lifetime. They've had three freaking coaches on that team. I think that in you draw the line. I think you draw the line by not firing Flus after two seasons. That's 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 where I'm getting at. Yeah. Dude, I, I said it earlier somewhere real quick, and then I'll shut up on this. They said, what, what if they win four or five games here and they start looking consistent on offense and the defense just gets better? What if Poles just says, screw this, everybody's going to be pissed, too bad, I'm keeping this whole group together because the coaching staff, what's there now, we're going to add to it, and they're going to grow too, just like our young players are going to grow. A lot of people are going to get, they're like going, oh, no, Getsy's got to go. I'm like, we don't have that decision. I mean, I, I could see Getsy going, but you don't know what's going to happen then. So... What do you guys say on this? What do you think, Bill? Right there, man. Where are you at with getting rid of fields or building around them? I mean, you guys already know I'm I'm fields all day, every day. Um, the kid's been improving over his last four. Um, even the Milwaukee, I mean, I'm Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Minnesota game where he got hurt. And then the Minnesota game uh, that we just had where he wasn't able to air it out or anything like that, but he was able to get the ball out quicker, make faster decisions. Um, and then the play at the end, that's what we've been waiting for, right? That signature play after you make a mistake, after you have these fumbles, can you come back and, and grind it out and, and get us downfield and, and, and place for a winning field goal? And he did. And I'm talking about not just a, a screen to DJ Moore for 39, 36 yards, like literally put his whole body into that throw. That was a rocket. So I appreciate seeing that. And, if he continues on this track from uh, at, at the time, I think he was at uh, before the injury, uh, his healthy games, he was at what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Nine touchdowns overall to one interception over those two games beforehand. 
So if those things keep going and he etches out two to three, maybe even four wins at, to end the season on the optimistic side, I'm all for keeping them. That is a, a lot of premium draft capital. You got uh, anywhere between the first and the fifth pick combined, not just like one to five you might end. That's two premium picks. So you could trade back one of the pick, like like Foster said, get MHJ, bring him in, get you a, a, another edge to put on the side of Montez Sweat. And then after he gets old in the teeth, then you got the, the, the young guy coming up. I mean, you got to you got to plan for it. And I think Pose does a great job of that, of putting, you know, contingency plans in for the next guy. The next guy. You got Soul. You got Sanborn. You got all these young guys coming in. So I agree with Foster. I, I'm absolutely excited about building around fields. And I mean, it does kind of, you know, come with what uh, Everflues gets. He possibly coming because if they improve and they do continue to win, Fields looks good. The defense continues to look good. Then you you got to understand that they're going to keep them because then it's continuous, continuous. Hmm. I a thousand percent agree with everything you yep. just said. You and could not have said that better. Yes. Justin mm -hmm. Fields, uh, how you uh, said that last pass to get us into uh, field goal range was he? You, you said he put his whole body into it. He, you saw that he totally did. Yes, sir. He was kind of down a little bit because of the plays that had gone. You can kind of see the, the, you know, uh, the demeanor on him, just kind of walking around like, "Fuck, we feel this loss coming on again." It's like it's like we felt the whole team is expecting to lose because they have this losing culture, and he perfectly said by you put his entire body into that throw to DJ Moore. To win the game, that sealed it for me. I've had my own doubts about how quickly he can get rid of the ball. Uh, maybe the screen passes weren't working because he he takes a little bit too long with his release. We see Bajan come in and he does great things with his release and his footwork and all the shit we were talking about. But it all comes back when Justin Fields comes back to the game. You see the difference, man. The arm strength, the ability to move around in the pocket much better than than Bajant. For all the Bajant lovers, I get it. I mean, I was, you know, kind of trajectorying that way myself because... Kind of. Kind of. I was kind of. I was never fully on board of, you know, I was I was just pointing out things that I saw that I was trying to, you know, to make uh, comparative uh, conversation to. Not even uh, comparative, you know, uh, negative conversation. Just let's talk about these two things that we're seeing together. And when Justin comes back, you see the difference immediately. You're like, yep, this is the guy. And then he comes back. He he's been denied, Ville, so many times in his career on game-winning drives that were not his fault. You know, multiple uh, goal line stances, uh, 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 coming back against the Vikings last year and Smith Marset fumbles the ball on the goal and on the sideline, gives it back to the, the Vikings and shit like that. Denied, denied, denied. We were like, what the hell is going on? Why can't you just, why can't he get that win? A lot of it came down to the plays in the game, not getting hit on a slide out of bounds, not getting hit on a, on a run out of bounds, not getting hit on a slide. You know, all these penalties that we have seen over the, over the, 
you know, past three years that have not been called against it or for him when they were clearly penalties. And so for him to like overcome all that shit and finally and throw that uh, throw that strike to end the game last week was or the last game I should say was amazing. Beautiful. That's yes, Beautiful. that's that should get us all back on board. Any one of us that were not, everyone on board, and everyone else that was not back on board for the Justin Fields train. This kid is going to be the guy that's going to take us into the future. And we can't go starting over again. Let's just keep moving forward with him. Okay, well, that's the show. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out. Good night. Thanks for joining right, us. Man, you guys have a good day. 24, baby. <laughs> Everyone I know where PJ is going to go, but I want to hear him. And I, we know I got a feeling I know where Walt's at, but I want to hear your guys' take on this too, man. Spit it out, Paige. You want to hear our take on on what now? I'm sorry. Justin Fields is the guy. He's the where guy. Do you, where do you stand on the whole of getting getting rid of or building around Fields? What's your decision on this, man? Absolutely, build around him. Continue building around him. Um, I think. Uh, I, I can't help but repeat what Jason has said. Uh, Jason UK has said, he said, you know, Field's not a finished product, so we can't give up on him. So we have to keep on going with him because I don't see how or how we would expect someone to be a finished product because Tom Brady didn't become Tom Brady until about his, what, seventh year in? I mean... He, it took him a while before he became the person or the quarterback he truly is. So there's a lot of room for Fields yet to grow. Hey, uh, Veal, is that your guy, uh, Micah, in the uh, comments, sir? Yeah, Micah and my nephew, Juju, those are going to be uh, my new co-hosts uh, right. on the show. So they wanted to come and show you guys love. They wanted to Appreciate be you here in the studio to, to say hi to you guys, but one is caught in traffic. One is under the weather. So um, they, they said they're going to jump in the chat and, and, and talk to you all and get the chat going for you. Appreciate you guys oh, joining you. us today. Appreciate by, you guys. By the way, Jason UK, you can't say the N uh, <laughs> da, 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 da word without getting away with it. I'm not even going to get into that. Oh. That's I have zero thought. I noticed that I was like, oh my God, he said the N-word. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> N-word here is that I'm not even gonna get into that. That's I have zero thought. <laughs> I, ca I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> he never he never said it, dude. He spelled it and then blanked it. So I was giving him a pass on that one, dude. I, that's what I was pointing at. I started laughing. I wasn't laughing at PJ. I was laughing because he didn't technically come out and say it. He just said that and I'm wrong. I'm calling Jackie around here. Yeah, but, but he gets it either way. We got him either way, man. Because <laughs> the only one who says it is freaking Dan. He's the one who says it all the time. Neggy? I think he, I, I'm talking about oh. you, Shorty. You're the one who says it. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> just so we but can I have play to that clip. Whenever I do. <laughs> I, I, want that, I want the clip gone even. I don't want to see him anymore. I never was ever into that guy ever. <laughs> I'm trying to get we, got, I wanna, we, we need to get hey, Walt I, I, out I, here, dude. I, I, Mammy is calm here right now. I, I have to make sure that everything's okay. I'll be right back. All right, man. Walt out here. want to get uh, Walt's take on this. I, I know where he's going, I think, but I just want to see what else is coming on there. Get out here, Walt. Did you finish, PJ? Yeah, I was. What's up, Phil? Hey, 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 Walt. 
How you doing? Welcome, sir. Getting ready for Sunday. It'll be a cold day in Chicago, but that's right. You going to the game? But go ahead with your thoughts. Whoa. Well, I mean, you've already know my answer to that. It's built around Justin Fields. There's no other question. Yeah. Walt's the smartest man. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of things. It's build around Justin Fields. It's remove the pieces of the puzzle that aren't fitting properly. Namely, Luke Getzey, or how some people like to call him, Bill Walsh. <laughs> you know, I mean, that guy just doesn't belong here. Flus can stay. He's he's done enough for me where he can he earned another year. But yeah. you know, like I said, we got two big picks coming up in well, right now a one and five. Let's say they stay where they are. And, you know, you could use the number one pick. You can trade it. Uh, you could trade the fifth pick. You can, you can do whatever you want. There's so many possibilities out there that we can do to build around this team. And it's it's going to be better to build. I mean, there's two people talking about we have to get Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, O'Dix. Uh, I don't know who else they're talking about nowadays. But in that sense, uh, you know, I, some people in chat also mentioned you're resetting the window back another two, three years. Right. You know, how many times are we going to do this? We did it with Mitch. Exactly. Yeah, we're, doing, we're doing it with Justin Fields. I mean, Terrible I hope that cycle. the uh, hey Don Burris here. Oh shit! Oh, fun time. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, Don. Don's here, but I was earlier, and I was going to go on the show. I just couldn't. I was on the 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 New Breed three one three X sports Detroit Lions sports podcast, and he wasn't there at all, not once. But he's here. Don, if you're coming to the game, I'll look for you, man. I'll <laughs> give you the gun too, dude. <laughs> Take them out. Uh, where <laughs> I don't mean for like cocktails either. You know I'm messing around, Don. Oh man, but yeah, you know you have a lot of you have the uh, probably the best ability you've ever had, probably in the next you know five to ten years to build this team into what could be a dynasty in football terms. Yeah, you know? absolutely, man. Agreed. So, it, it, it takes time, Peach. How many? How many did we? How many other teams did we watch get built and run their dynasty for ten or twelve, three seasons through the seventies and the eighties, nineties? How many teams? Well, I mean, you have to. It's about taking your time. I mean, to expect instant gratification. I mean, that's where we make our mistakes at. I mean, we had uh, Trubisky, and as soon as we got Trubisky, two thousand eighteen guy. They want to sit there and go all in on Mac and these other things, and it didn't work out. I think what Poles is doing is taking his time, building in the trenches with the line, uh, getting pieces where he can. He's not giving away his draft picks like Pace did. He's building through the draft and taking what the draft gives him to where that first year, everybody wanted that wide receiver, wanted that wide receiver. But the board didn't dictate that because all the wide receivers was gone. So he went with the secondary with uh, Gordon and uh, Brisker. So he's doing a good job of building it that way, taking what the draft gives, gives him and building this team all along because I see we're we getting a good foundation going here. So I think in the long run, yeah, we'll be all right because I think you can just keep on going. So that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm content with it. I mean, even if Fields doesn't throw for 4,000 yards this year. We're building. Eventually, we get there. It's 
It may not even be consistency and progression. We want to just yes. progress week by yeah. week. Hey, you know, you brought up the matchup, Bill. Yes, I, I was going to say, give us give us your your take. What 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 do you think some of the key matchups are this week offensively for the Bears? Anyway, um, against the, the Lions defense, we'll, we'll go down and we'll take the offense first, and then just yeah, start with the offense and then defense. If you want to run through it, if not, whatever you figure it out, man. If you want to give us a take on that, dude. Because I know you got one. For sure. Uh, <clears throat> I would say the, the matchup I always look uh, look at uh, when it comes to the Detroit Lions is our tackles, whether left or right side, in, in Hutchison. Like, that is the number one person that you have to look at. That guy is a monster off the line. Um, I believe he's still at, but has four interceptions over his career. He's T.J. Watt light if you will, but not in a bad way. Like he's just young. So he's, he's still got some time to come and grow and he's just right. a monster out there. So even the last game I was watching that matchup with whether he was on the right side or right or left side, if they moved him around to see if they put him in the middle, you know, kind of like they do sweat or, or, or uh, uh, DeMarcus Walker for our, our team, you know, you can move that guy around, you can sit him back in coverage. He, he's just really athletic for, for his side. So that's one of my main, things that I'm looking at is their defensive line versus our offensive line. And <clears throat> basically, can we keep Justin Fields upright like we did versus Detroit the first time and we were able to and we got out to a nice lead and we got to be able to su sustain it, obviously. Um, but that run game, our run game also needs to, to, to flourish this time. That way you can slow down Detroit's offense. So if you know, Roshan Johnson, he he had his 10 carries, uh, I think 30 or 40 yards. It wasn't much, but also Getsy didn't really lean on it very much versus Minnesota as he should, should have. But Johnson was looking good. You got uh, Herbert back. You got um, Foreman, uh, I believe, is, 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 is should be back. Hopefully. Uh, I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think he practiced in the pool. So that run game has to happen. So I'm looking at the offensive line. You know, we already know what DJ Moore is going to do. We already know what uh, Cole Komet is going to do. But I'm really focused on our offensive line versus their defensive line because and, – and vice versa. Their offensive line versus our defensive line. Like, it, it's – it's that's going to be the battle that I'm really looking at. And I'm excited about because it seems like our offensive line is finally gelling, finally healthy. Uh yep. Finally threw um, what's his name out. Uh, I always try to remember his name. He kind of gives me. Uh, sorry, White here. Yeah, I, I try to forget his name as much as possible. But hopefully, we draft. That's one of our draft picks. Is a is a center of the future. Uh, but they finally got him out of there with them bad snaps. And but obviously, we had to replace him with Lucas Patrick, who falls over everybody and almost uh, ended Tevin Jenkins. Uh, year uh by falling under him and, and tripping him up a couple games ago but it just looks like we're finally getting hitting a stride where everybody's healthy and the defense is is playing great so our offense has to step up and 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 put some uh put some streaks together some good games together so let me um interject real quick and uh address king pookie nation uh he says Go, got to remember when we passed Aaron Donald in a draft. We did not pass Aaron Donald in a draft. The uh, Rams took him at uh, 13, and we took Kyle Fuller at 14. Yep. So we didn't pass him. 
We just didn't move up to get him. Dead on. Was it that low? I thought it was higher than that. I thought it was like six or seven. Oh, no. It was like no, 13. No, no. 13 no, no. Every, everybody, everybody was hoping and praying he was going to be there, and when he wasn't. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I remember that. Definitely. Bowler was a good pick. I apologize, guys. My mom needed my uh, YouTube uh, passcode. Hey, you hey, fine? She needed my, uh, my Netflix uh, passcode number to log into my Netflix account. So, Family man. <laughs> TCB. So, please, you, got, you got any matchups? Because I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to follow a bunch of what Bill is right off the top. I, you know, that offensive matchup with with uh, basically the whole line against their their defense. I mean, I know they're not number one, but uh, they can't do some things with that defense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a hope. You know, I think our our weak link, and we talked about it this week, should should be the center, and hopefully. I don't know. Maybe he improved a little bit just because of what's around him, and it's one more, you know, two more weeks, literally. If but I can that, that's, wait, that's our weak point, and then that's that's huge. I mean, I think I think we need to not the game plan we just used in Detroit. They're going to be all over that, so we've got to change that up. I mean, that's one of the matchups I wanted to get into because I think offensively, man, if we come out and run those similar plays. How many times have they watched this on tape in the last two weeks? Plus, they lived it. So I, I want to take a, a bigger advantage of the running game. I don't know if Foreman's going to be back. But we got Roshan still. He can do some pounding and, and whatever it needs to be. And then that middle of the field, man, take advantage of that middle of the field. That uh, You know, they were, they were, we were able to get some passing done there. And I want to see a deep ball two or three times each half. You know, something deep and not on third and 14. When we get a second and two or a second and four, that's when I want to see it. We can always run on third and four then or third and three, whatever it is. Don't don't waste that second down like that. I, you know, I'm not saying every time, but that was we did that a couple times, man. Even that third and five, that that just that third and five pissed me off that we ran up the middle. Because if if we get a fourth down, if we get a first down there, that's at least 90 more seconds off the clock. The Lions never have a chance to score that second touchdown. But we settled. We settled to line up the field goal on third and five instead of trying to run some more clock. Can I ask this question and pound the table for it while I am? No. Why not? <laughs> oh, sorry. Never mind. Officer <laughs> well, said you're, no. You're talking about – you're going to the next topic. Why not two tight end – Oh. Quarterback under center play action offense. Why not? Why the screen game against teams that blitz? Isn't the blitz factor? Uh, I don't even care if they set up that screen game. Have an outlet. Fucking use the tight end. Run a slant right over the line because the line's going to clear out. Right. Slant. That way you could you could go to throw it to that side instead. Just hit the slant with the tight end with anybody. So I think there's too many options they have it, but but doing the same thing over and over, man. We get into that. I said this to our... go ahead. The other thing, what I was just gonna finish with my defense because we're what we're talking about is matchups offensively and defensively, Shorty. Uh I missed we get into the prevent. I'd rather see a cover fucking zero and some pressure on the quarterback than fucking prevent and give them 10 damn yards every damn play for two freaking drives. Make him beat you with his arm and then the biggest thing that I want for defensively is to get pressure on Goff right away. 
Go back and watch the Baltimore game. Go back and watch the games they lost. Well, he's getting pressure right away, right off the bat. Somebody's in his face. He has problems. It takes him a while to get back in the game. And, and hopefully it won't be too late this time because the defense, our prevent does exactly what it's supposed to. It prevents us from freaking winning the game. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, Bill got a lot of good points. And, and now, you know, you guys, this is, we were just talking matchups here, Shorty, when you came in, because I was talking to Peach about this, telling him my take and trying to see where he was at with it. Go ahead, Peach. I interrupted you guys. I just wanted to. I just wanted to ask Ron Bird in the uh, chat. Is uh, I think the tackle, uh, McNeil. I think that's his name. Is he playing this week? Because I thought he was. He got placed probably on IR. He's a, he's an IR. Yes, you are correct. So he did get placed on IR. Yes, he made a. He was a terror for us the first game. He was he was whipping on uh, Patrick. Uh, he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was a handful for him. So with him out, I think to the point is we, our run game should be able to do well, especially if Foreman is playing, if Foreman is playing and he's out of there, we should do really well on our run game. That's the only point I wanted to make. Go ahead, uh, Shorty. Um, uh, I forgot where I was at. You're double tight end. Oh yeah, two tight end under center. Why would you why keep going to the fucking Green Bay plan from the first game of the year? They did the same game plan against the Vikings. It just worked this time because Justin didn't get injured and he was able to pull it out at the end. And it's why all the screens? It's just ridiculous ridiculous or as how, how uh was it adam Krola calls it recoculous it's recoculous <laughs> so why not just go to a more deceptive offensive formation with two tight end two receivers one back quarterback under center and make them figure out what you're doing from there if you're going to go to a blitz heavy offense or a defense i mean why wouldn't you go to something that you can't, you're not giving away what your plays are pre-formation. Go to something like the Rams like to use where they, they go into a formation that you can't tell where they're going out of it. That's what makes the Rams offense, or at least it used to, you know, be so good. Maybe teams have caught on to it. Maybe that's not, that's right. why they're not winning as much anymore now. I don't, I don't pay attention to them, but I knew what their offense was, you know, uh, the the Packers love to run a lot of screens out of that offense. The same thing, and to what you were saying, Foster, and probably when I when I was gone and missed it, the screen. Yes, the slants hit the fucking slants. What is so difficult about that? If you're blitzing that many guys as the the Vikings do, there's open dudes. It's just find them. You just got to be careful on them Except dropping Except when out. you got three of them standing there and you're with the ball to one dude right away with four four defenders over there. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, is except for when the guys drop out, because if you notice, Minnesota was doing that. They'll mm -hmm. crowd the box, and then they drop the linebackers back, just fill in that lane where you would throw the slant at. So you got to be careful of that. 
audible, audible to to a freaking I hate to say it, audible to one one or two guys doing a curl. <laughs> I mean, there you get just audible, man. If you can't, then then that's when that's when you improvise, and that would be a time when Fields is going to hit you for some yards. Because he'll, yeah. he'll if the, if they pull back and everybody's covered, he ought to be able to just take off and get to the second level, which is six, seven, eight yards. But the other thing I wanted to bring up too with this, with the uh, and I, right to you, Bill, is I don't, I don't see Detroit turning the ball over four or five times this game. And if we do get a turnover, we got to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bill? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Foster. Um, I, I do feel, and, and I agree with PJ as well. You know, you got to watch out for that drop. Like Minnesota and, and Brian Flores is just a, a crazy genius with those. Intricate details yeah. and, and tricking you with the the, the formations, uh, pre-snap formations and things of that nature. But God, just try. Like all you hear every week on Sundays is, uh, you know, hey, look, quarterback, a blitz. He replaced the blitzer with the ball. Like we never see that happen. Even you know, you can say Tyson Badgett had a better uh, get the ball out quicker game. I, I can agree with that. You know, Fields does have to work on that, but. We still don't have enough of that, you know, catch, throw it out quick. As soon as you know the blitz is coming, throw it in, into that spot. We don't have much of that. But the funniest thing that I've noticed that, and, and I, I hope somebody has caught this, Matt, Nag, uh, Matt, oh, y'all got oh, me saying oh, anymore. Oh, 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 I'm not even going to get into that. That's, I have zero thought. <laughs> M.E., I'll say there, so I won't mess it up. <laughs> uh, his press conference earlier in the week, he was discussing, uh, somebody asked him about why are we taking more shots down the field. He basically said, you know, I don't know. I think that Justin uh, should take more shots down the field. He should take those opportunities when they come. You see he's very successful with it. He kind of moved away from Getsy with that comment. Then I heard Getty, that. <laughs> then Lugetti, I think today somebody tweeted about. It. I wish I remember exactly who who like put it together and was like ah 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 now, but I because I want to give them credit. Uh, but he said Lugetti came on. They asked him about Fields and what's up with all the screen game. He kept saying, "Oh no, it was Fields decisions. It was RPOs that related, and you know it was his decision to to throw it out on the screens." Fields, as much as he holds the ball looking for the home run, as much as we come. People complain about that and say he's trying to be a playmaker, a hero, things like that. What makes you think he wants to throw a screen? He doesn't get the ball out first, fast. So you, he's working on that. But now all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I'm going to just be a screen guy 13 to 20 times a game. Out the yeah. RPO. I don't want to run anymore. That's, that's what got me this uh, status that I'm one of the best young quarterbacks coming out. I, I it works. I had 1,100 yards. I could just run. No, I just want to. But he, you know he's being he's being trained to not run, right? The, like they've been trying to mold him into the next Aaron Rodgers, and it just I'm sorry, but Aaron Rodgers has a release that is far from many. Mm-hmm. Not, you can't expect everyone to have that quick release where it just slings off of his wrist like you know a banshee you can't so it's not working with justin just go back to, in fact i would suggest uh sorry pj just to finish that 
give him some plays and let him run the offense at this point before you lose your job. I, I, I would say this. I mean, it's not so much the screens for me. It's the execution of the screens for me. Ooh, they look because so bad. When I saw Debo catch that screen pass for the 49ers going against the Eagles and took it to the house without getting touched, that's how you run a screen pass. Until we can perfect the blocking to where our right receivers are not missing their blocks and our offensive linemen are able to get out and execute their blocks, until we can do that, let's leave those screens alone because therein lies the problem. It's not the fact that he threw so many. He wouldn't have to throw so many if we actually blocked them correctly, got the amount of yardage we needed, then we can come up with something else. But because we're not blocking correctly, yeah, we're throwing 21 screens to get one yard. And you find the best screenplays that work, and you use those. You don't like dive into the the vault of of the playbook to find all the screenplays and use them in one game. I mean, that was ridiculous the last game, and we've seen this before. It's not just the first game that was that ridiculous. It's just been well, Justin didn't get injured that game, so now we get to see more and more of them. Well, yeah, I mean, to Jason to UK's point, saying that the Niners aren't running screenplays every other play. I, I agree they're not because they're being successful with the screenplay they run. That's what I'm saying. If we run a successful screenplay, we won't have to throw as many either. That's the point I'm making. So right. Be effective yeah. at it, and then you won't have to run so many. See, the, the ahead, 49ers, uh, though, and this is what this is the problem with the offense. Is they set it up. It's, it ain't just the screen and when they run the screen. It's the player two before it. And what they've done for two two series of downs prior to throwing that screen. So I mean, right. you know, it it, it it comes back down to what we've been bitching about all year. Mm-hmm. Mistakes and the play calling. Yeah. We we've been saying it since day one. Think about it. Yeah. You know, the mistakes as a team as a whole, for the most part, individual play, the mistakes are lessening because you remember early in the year it was like, oh well, uh uh Patrick or Whitehair missed that block. Up, oh, Davis, you were off for those two plays. Oh, Borm, you got burned by that guy four times. That you know, so it's and I'm just I, I'm not I don't I, I should throw everybody in there, but I just can't think. Though that's what came out of the top of my head from from what I remember. It's so those mistakes are lessening as the team is getting better. I mean, I don't I don't like PFF, but look at the numbers for the offensive line, the players, the grades. We've got we've got three guys, maybe four who could play on any other team in the NFL, and they take them gladly if, if you go by some of those statistics and even looking at them on film. What, what is Braxton Jones gave up one sack this year? I know he missed some games, but I think he gave up one sack for the entire season. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's why I said even earlier, I, I was like, I don't think we have to use a, a first-round pick for a fucking offensive tackle. I don't think so either. We can we can we can run Braxton. Something happens. Maybe we get it. Maybe we got to get one next year. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, people are like, "Oh, you got to get Alt and then throw Braxton as the swing tackle." I'm like, "Nah, leave Borum there unless you find somebody better than Borum and and get get a wide receiver, get a defensive end. You can you can find a decent guard in the fourth. Somebody yeah. to cover that inside, man." Maybe go back, and I said this last year even too. 
what about maybe uh, having to, to Tyree Carter get some reps and work at center? It's, I mean, there's just, you know, that's the good thing about the talent polls we brought in. There's options because these guys are talented. Look at Evan. That guy, if you needed to, he, he probably could play anywhere on that line, inside and out. Probably center too, right? That's what I'm, ta I'm talking. I said inside those three positions and the outside if you needed them to. I totally disagree. I think um, I think the problem with uh, Whitehair is we moved him around to where we had him at uh, center, guard, center. And it's like, to me, snapping the ball matters. I'm not sure what Ty Carter would do with snapping the ball. I'm not sure what Jenkins would do. So I would rather go with a, a, I would rather go with a person who actually played center, be it in college or a veteran in the league. Give me somebody who's actually played and used to snapping the ball because I don't want to experiment and have the ball go over Justin's head or you have to wide right, wide left. I I don't want to go through all that. All give right, me a give me a center who can snap the ball. That's that's a that's our our glaring weakness at offense. Would you guys all agree? Agree, yes, agree. Yes, absolutely. like in my mind, I'm I'm saying this when I look at center is, I I want to go get somebody in free agent because there's there's a couple of them that are should hopefully will be available and and the who James Conway, it doesn't matter. I I, I want to bring a, a big name free agent in there and draft one too in the later rounds. Mm -hmm. You can never have enough, man. Uh, look at all the injuries in the middle of that on that interior line. But so, the only question with drafting one, Foster. If you draft one in the later rounds, what are you doing with Kramer? Well, or it, it doesn't matter. It, it but that's what I'm saying. Because, that's the point I'm you making. Wanna, you you want to be able to have it in, in training camp and find out what you have. You're going to say, well, well, I don't you wanna, the draft pick. So. That's what I'm I don't want to give draft capital if I got plans for Kramer already as a backup or possibly fighting. So yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you on bringing in a, a free agent. I want – I want Cushenberry personally. Personally, I want Cushenberry. Well, you have to build, and then you get that that free agent that you need to fill that piece. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so if I'm getting Cushenberry in free agency, now if am I going to now spend a draft choice on him too? Seeing as I already got uh, Kramer, that's what I'm saying. Now we now we're making that room too crowded as far as playing the same positions. So if I'm going to commit to a free agent, I'm not going to draft one. But if I'm not going to commit to free agent, I'm going to draft one. So that's the point I'm, I'm trying to make because we already have Kramer. And if I'm not mistaken, Feeney or Sweeney, whatever his name is, he's, I think he's on the team for next year too. Yeah. So what do we yeah. do with him? So we, we probably don't need to. We might have to draft one the year after the year after that if we get the free agent. Because Patrick's yeah, I, not going to be here. Whitehair's not going to be here. Go ahead, Phil. Sorry, Bill. Sorry. I know you're good. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, I agree with, with PJ. I'm not disagreeing by saying this second part, though. Um, I feel like Ryan Poles, we all know, is the king of trade backs, trade backs, and getting two, three more extra picks. So I feel like every position should always be challenged, and Ryan Poles does a great job, like I said earlier, of having contingency plan after contingency plan. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's crowded right now. We got Feeney, we got Patrick, we got Whitehair, we got Kramer, et cetera, et cetera. So if and we, have no we don't know what, right, we don't know what's going on time. with Kramer. We don't know if he's the guy of, of of the of the future. We don't know how good he's doing with what they're what they're giving him. So if you add another person in that later round, maybe the same 
even the same round that he he just he got drafted in. I'm just I'm trying to also think at the same time. I'm sorry because I believe we got what a six or seven rounder for uh, Claypool. You know, so we yeah. got that extra that extra pick. So there's always extra picks to use. Yeah, we don't want to waste picks, but if you're gonna waste a pick, get somebody later in to to challenge that next guy. Like, are you? Are, we're going to put this guy in here to compete with you because if not, you know, if, if he beats him out, just put that kid on the practice squad. You you can, you can always have, you, you can always use more depth basically. But by then, you know, with the first, the, the first two picks, I'm sure he's going to trade back at some point. One of those first two picks is getting traded back. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a plethora of more picks, especially in the later rounds and, and more picks earlier actually to field needs. I really want him to draft an early center. You know, if if there is a guy, I'm buckling down and going to get into my my draft mode to try to find those guys. But so I I can't say I I can identify a guy. If the chat wants to throw a guy in there that they think we should draft early, uh, first first day one, day two, then let us know uh, and we'll do some research on them. But I feel like if you don't do it early, Maybe take a shot like like uh, Foster is saying, and you know, especially with one of those extra picks you'll either get in the draft or that you already have. Now, if you guys don't mind me interjecting here, um, the reason why I'm with you on the fact of if I'm going to go with a center drafting one, I'm trying to go one in the second, maybe third round. I'm not trying to go in the later rounds because that's where we got Kramer at. So him and Kramer is basically the same thing. I then think I'm wasting a draft choice because in my head, I'm thinking like Eddie Jackson's not going to be here. Brisker is often injured. So if I'm going to stack up on a position, I'm going to be stacking up on safety because I need to replace Eddie and I need another quality safety to be ready just in case Brisker goes down. So I'm not going to be stacking up on center knowing that there's only one can play at a time, but I can have these safeties where I'm like, okay, only safeties we're going to have is Brisker, uh, the Williamson, who's on the practice squad now, and Hicks. So I'm going to need two more centers. I mean, two more safeties. So let me address that as opposed to I got Feeney, I got Kramer, I got, if I get Cushionberry, I know uh, Cliff Victoria wants Connor Williams, but me personally, I want Cushionberry. So if I got them guys already, then I'm going to draft if I draft one later on, I'm like, well, where is he really at? Hold, hold, hold on, but Kramer is gone, guys. Kramer's gone. He's back. Wait, he's back? He went to he went to uh Cardinals and then Cardinals released him. Then we got him back. Well, yeah, he's on the practice squad. He's on oh. the practice squad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, guys, this information is like five, six weeks old now. Okay, yeah. well, screw me then. Yeah. <laughs> well, walk, walk just pop in and drop it's, a bomb. I'm out. What Poles is going to figure out for the depth that he needs. That's what that's what he's going to fill. So it, my the, the thing talking center. I could I could say the same thing about guard because I still think we need another guard. Definitely need we definitely need centers, Pete. Absolutely. Defensive yeah, ends, no, no. defensive end still light. We're well, yeah, I mean because when we get too when we get too heavy though, I mean because if we draft. Because I'm talking in the like first four rounds. If we drafting anybody, I'm thinking they're making the team. So as it stands right now, our guards are 
um, Davis, Jenkins, and Carter. We need one more guard, but that guard got to also be a backup center. So, so that being the case, so what I'm saying is, if we if we go ahead and get too many people, then we're we're basically duplicating because we can only have so many on the team. Go ahead, Foster. Get get the depth. You're going to lose somebody anyways. You might as well have all good players instead of. Oh crap! We kind of logged up here, and and we got to put this guy on the practice squad, and somebody snags him. Zach Thomas, Kramer. Uh, I can't even remember. I'm missing one other guy in there. But but to have the depth to where, hey, you know what? You're missing uh, uh, the defensive tackle that we lost. Uh, the kid that Travis, we all Travis. Uh, Travis. Uh, Travis yeah. Thank you. you. You just you can you can just never have enough depth. You know, and, and yeah. it depends. You polls and and the. These guys are going to know what they what, where they need. So even me saying center, I mean that's just an option. That's the great thing about where we're at. They have a lot of options, and and we've been terrible with our depth for 15 seasons. Man, think about it. Mm-hmm. Hicks goes down. Oh, we're screwed. Uh, Long went down. We're screwed because we got nobody behind him. Mm-hmm. We, we we can't do it. You can't be a successful team and do that. People always say, "Oh well, how come? How come the other? How come the Vikings or the Cowboys? They're missing two linemen, but they're fine because they've got depth. They've done that. They they've built up a stockpile, taking the guys they wanted. And, and and oh well, well you know what? If that guy's around later, and we need a guy, we 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 know the guy to get in week sixteen who just got released off of or is sitting on a practice squad, whatever. So you know that that's more of my point than even being realistic. I I'm for signing Connor Williams. I'm with Cliff, man. I couldn't remember his name. I said something Connors, but yeah, <laughs> that, that's who I would go after for center position in free agency. These guys in the chat are really talking about some of the still talking about some of the matchups uh, <laughs> in in this game. Like even Steve was going, and I agree with them, man. If we if we can run on a deep the middle of the defense in Detroit, uh, the secondary's having problems too. So I mean. We've, we've got places to attack offensively, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but the, it's, but it all starts with that, that line up front. Because when Absolutely. I seen McNeil manhandle Davis on a on, on a play or two and was just instantly on fields, it's like, whoa. So we have to shore up that line. I mean, yeah, Davis, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. But, yeah, if – so my point is if, if we go in – to center and free agency. I'm not trying to duplicate that with another high draft pick because I got my center now. So I'm not, I want to, I want to spend that high draft pick on wide receiver, uh, defensive end, uh, another, you go, a backup swing tackle. I'm going to do something like that, but I'm not going to duplicate the center position high. And as far as doing it late, because where wherever Feeney is, Sweet, is his name Sweeney or Feeney? Feeney. Feeney. Wherever Feeney is, I mean, if he's that guy who's going to be our backup swing, swing guard slash center, okay, do I really need to address another guard? I don't think I need to necessarily address that because we've got these other holes we can fill. Because if we're complaining about Velas Jones, let me bring in more than one wide receiver as well. Absolutely. Please. And this is the year to do it. Yes. 
And well, not, to mention, not to mention tight end. Yeah. That, there too. That's another position they got to draft. Yeah. But like I said, polls will look at all of this, man. Phil, you would you would you next. would you take uh, Marvin Harrison with the first pick? Yep. All day, every day. I don't, they, people people can talk what people can say whatever they want to say about taking wide receiver at one. All this other stuff. This is the one year that you absolutely should do it because he is compared to Megatron, Calvin Johnson. He is the best wide receiver prospect out of this draft. He's probably the best in some years that we've seen and probably will come in right away. Any team, well, probably I would say three-fourths of the of the teams and be at least at minimum their 1B to their 1A, at minimum. He, we, the other reason is because we have that other pick. It's not like we draft in first and they got to wait till second, third round. We have the other high pick that you can either trade back and, and, and get multiple other picks or draft another premium player. But in order to not miss out on a generational talent that the Bears have never had at wide receiver, you bring up Brandon Marshall and claim he was generational, you can kiss my ass. He was a great receiver, but we did not draft him. He stayed for a little while, had fun, hit a few little chicks here, ate some Uncle Remus, and was gone. Alshon Jeffrey, injured, injured, hamstring, 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 gone. We need somebody that we can call. We need somebody that we can call our own Megatron. We gotta watch the taste, the taste of Claypool paws out of our mouth. We gotta get get that out of our head. We need that number one guy. DJ Moore is great. He's a great number one, but he needs help because eventually they're going to start zoning in on him. So without that other guy, and I know there are other guys, there's neighbors, there's uh, a couple of other kids out there. Right. I want the best of the best for once at, at wide receiver. I know everybody's like, well, we don't have the best of the best at quarterback either. We've never drafted. I'm sorry. We don't have the best of the best ever have drafted that either. I don't care. I, I really don't care about the quarterback because I know we got a solid quarterback. We know we got a guy that if he's got the help, he can hit this guy deep. That's what he does well is hit guys deep. So I'm, I'm going to hand it back to PJ. I know he's got something to say, but I, I'll I got, take I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Because I'm a Fields fan much like you are. Okay. My, I question. And this is only a question right now because I truly don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Can Fields deliver the ball to both DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison? I say that because I'm not seeing him get the ball to Mooney, although he's getting it to Moore. Maybe it's a height thing. Oh, I, I know. He, I know he, he's setting you up. I can see it right now. You're getting all stretched out. I get it. <laughs> go ahead, PJ. Finish. Let him go. I mean, so, so, so that's what that's what I'm trying to say. I just wonder if you're confident in believing that he will be able to get the ball or spread the ball around to both of them. Go. Yes, sir. Okay. Because Wait, I think I think Shorty seen my tweet. Can I just say Cole Komet? Oh yes. Okay. So let's get it. So I believe Brad Brad Biggs or whatever his name is or whatever, 
uh, tweeted about uh, Phil's lack of uh, progression is showing because, or somebody used his his progression article to say that for, that this is proof that Fields doesn't go through his progressions because Mooney's on a down year. Okay, Cole Komet just signed his contract, right? What was it? Five year, four years, fifty million, right? Mm -hmm. Mooney has not been in discussions at all. We haven't heard anything about him coming back, re-signing anything. Even I barely even hear them asking him questions personally. Like, you got anything going? So right. that kind of lets me know that Komet was a priority. He is he is the second option for Justin Fields. That 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 particular uh, connection has been way more used and way more tighter and comfortable for Justin Fields than Mooney has. People keep on putting this this well. What happened to their their bond there? Da 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 da. No, Komet was the guy that had ninety three targets in twenty twenty one with Justin Fields first year starting. That was his comfort side. And they weren't always on the same side. It's not always like Moore and Cole Komet are on the same side every time. So he has to go through progressions to get to his tight end. So I believe with another guy that you can hit deep, somebody that's going to get open, that you can trust and look to the side and say, oh, I know even if he's not wide open, he's big enough to get this. To If I throw it up, he's strong enough to box people out and things like that, and they can get that off-season to, to vibe together. To And I'm sure they see each other. I'm sure off-seasons they play throwing the ball together. They're Ohio State alumni. So I'm sure they've got some sort of bond going where you put him together with, with Fields, just like if if uh, McLaurin or something was, was traded to us. I believe that would have been an instant fuse, just like DJ Moore, because they got that Ohio State background. Not because they play at Ohio State, but because of that offseason, they're always seeing each other. They're in each other's ears, supporting each other and showing up at camps and things like that, doing little workouts and stuff that we don't see. So I believe he will be able to because Cole Komet right now is at 56 catches with no drops on the year, 68 targets. It's still five more games left. So if he can get it to Cole Komet, why we think he can't? Just look a little further to the right and be like, oh, there's a 6'4 guy that's moonwalking in five yards <laughs> of separation down the field. I'm going to throw it to him. It, it's going to take for this staff to open up the playbook and let him get uh, start throwing it deep and, 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 uh, and allowing him to hit guys like Marvin Harrison. But he hasn't had a guy. Mooney is just like uh, I think Shorty was saying, it's, it, or, or once somebody just said it's, it's the height thing. Like Mooney isn't that big of a guy. He's he's he, it's easy to lose him in a crowd. You know, they had a nice, nice little bond last year when he had absolutely nobody. But the deep guy that he was hitting most of the time was um, Dante Pettis. Mm -hmm. Dante Pettis and Dante Pettis is what? Six, two, six, three. So oh, that possible. Man. I think he's like, isn't he like five, ten, five, eleven? No, I'll, I don't think so. I think he's like six one, six two, something like that. I might have went a little too much, but either, either way, like, it's like, you know, he was last year. Uh, Justin throwing to Mooney was as his main target. That was his guy. Yeah, that's all he had this year. It's DJ, and he has other progressions, and and Mooney is just not in them. Uh, 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 Komet is before Mooney in his progressions. 
Shit. Oh, uh, sorry. Excuse my language. Roshan Johnson has 20, 24, 25 catches. Yeah. Moody yeah. has 25 catches. So yeah. you can't say he's not going through progressions because the running back has just as many catches as Moody. Is Are you dependable? He might be open. Let, let, I'm not going to say that Fields doesn't miss guys. He he's might be one. open. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, 6162, whatever they list him at is in San Francisco in New York. But, yeah. you know, he's 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 bigger than Mooney by a lot. Yeah. And, and and he he definitely like he he's a a lot better or Pettis was a lot better route runner than people give him credit for, especially short, short side. But getting deep, he can get out there. He can trick you with his speed. But I believe Fields. Yes, PJ, it, he's absolutely going to going to get the ball to Marvin Harris. That's, oh that's my why, God! Yes, that's why we're, we're you know here. That's why Clay, Chase Claypool was bought brought in for his size, his speed. That's you know, I mean, it, even I, Bill, when I mentioned uh, Keon Coleman, I, I mentioned it. Marvin Harrison, Keon Coleman, uh-huh. uh, Odu, Odunas. Uh, there's another guy in there, but but those guys are all like six four, two hundred five, two fifteen, and can fly. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. that's why we brought Claypool in. And 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 they know this offense needs a clay pool. That that's why he was brought in. Mm-hmm. And Pettison, these other guys, and none of them, nobody's it. So mm-hmm. I I'd love to get Harrison if we trade down to second or third. You know, mm-hmm. depending on who's there. But I, I guess if we got to take him, we got to take him. I mean, that's that's not our decision. I I I, I would love to have him. Oh but if, if something like if something wilds polls. And he gets there, and, and you know, and you're going to give me three picks plus this mm-hmm. defensive end. I'm just going to say Tampa Bay. What's his name in Tampa Bay? The guy, whatever. It it could happen because it'd be like, all right, screw it. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I am gonna screw this. I'm not even going to get a big guy. Neighbors is still available. I'm going to mm-hmm. take him because he's. If you got two J, DJ Moore's, holy crap! Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's the route to go. But I, I got to think like polls, man. You got to take the blinders off and stop looking at one thing. You got to look at everything. Definitely want to see Marvin Harrison. I even said I would take him first pick if I had to. For if sure. I do that, then I'm definitely trade five, seven, or ten, and and maybe even trade that twice, depending on who's there. Exactly. Yeah. Right at about 15, 17, there's going to be some good, good defensive ends that we probably want to grab. Man. I love that you said that you would take him first to Ville, because yeah. we all have said that here on our show here. Yeah. I, I, Walt said it. <laughs> I, know, I know Dan said it. I said it. Walt said it. Bill said it. There's 10 other people. He has said not it said it, which means he gets removed from the show. <laughs> so you are out, my friend. I just, I just feel like <laughs> this, if you're going to do it, do it this year with it. With, with that. I, I, I hear, I hear PJ. I kind of, I kind of have been back and forth on it myself, but because of the fact that we do have that other pick that we can do things with, and we don't know, it might, Stay at five. It might come, and God forbid, because I want us to win. I don't care. I'm a Bears fan. I'm, I'm not a lost fan. So <laughs> it could it could get back down close to three or four, and then you can trade back to five and get another haul of picks. So I, I do like what uh, Foster said too. Comparable. You know, you're right. I do like what Foster said. Absolutely. Like if you don't, there's some monsters out there. So I'm I'm almost I'm. I'm enjoying this. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this offseason because there's so much that we can do with these picks. So, I'm PJ and, and Foster, I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I always say, man, give me as many options and as much information as you can give me, and I'm going to make the best choice. Absolutely. 
I love well, what STC said here. Um, you do uh, not. He's making that shit up, STC. He doesn't love it. Yeah. Well, I'm... <laughs> fuck. I was trying to pretend like I did, at least. You love it. Just go on, man. Just ignore isn't me. This, isn't ignore it still me. less than a year ago that Mooney had his leg bolted back together? <laughs> Maybe next Jeez. year he'll be back. Yes. Good point, STC. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I say that because... Like I told you guys, I'm a fan of Fields. I'm just wondering really what the disconnect is with him and Mooney. I mean, I'm hoping that they can get back on track next year by, you know, us keeping field, keeping Mooney and keeping Fields, put Mooney in the slot, have a Marvin Harrison on the outside. But with within this offense, I'm hoping Getsy's not here, but within this within this offense, I'm mm. wondering. Is it the offensive play caller, whether or not he can get all of the weapons involved? Because you 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 see we have Tunyon. Tunyon had 50 catches last year with Green Bay as their second tight end, I believe. Now he's here, and he's got, what, five? 15? Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering, does this offense even permit Fields to be able to get the ball to these different guys? Because it seems like it's either DJ – or to a small degree, commit, or no one else getting the ball. And yeah, I, I don't I mean, necessarily blame Fields because I think he does a good job of seeing the field. I just don't think – I think it's part of the, the the plays that are being called. When you're when you're going three and out a half of the time, you're not going to get everybody the ball anyways. That's the big this problem. Is this is true, too. This is you true. Know? So, I mean, there, there's just too many things that are involved. And I'm, my big thing is I, I, I just put my faith in polls because – we haven't had this. Like, you know, people people were bitching about it again last week. Poles has got to go. Claypool, Venus. Uh, he, he let Bell go. He didn't keep Zach. I mean, any little thing they can find these days. It's just like what they're doing to Fields. Nick Fields. Nick picking every fucking thing. Put them all. Lay them all out on a piece of paper and grade them. You're going to find the guys come up more than he's not. I, I still say it, man. I, I, I love the sweat move. You guys know I said it fucking whatever. But, but Sweat changed that entire defense. He changed every guy in that line, which affected every phase of that, that game since we got him. You know, the the defense was on the up there. But the minute Sweat came, you go back and look by what happened in game game one, the first game he was in. But you take the second, third, fourth game, that, that line is different with the same guys. Mm-hmm. The same guys. It's just one more guy in there. Looks like we lost Bill here, but uh, hopefully he'll be back um, when he gets reconnected. Um, I yes, excellent point, Foster. You know, we can still make the playoffs. That is the most exciting part about all the shit that we have been through as Bears fans in the last two years. It's been a uh, just a cataclysm of losses and uh, difficult podcast to do together. Mm-hmm. Talking about losses and for to kind of see it all uh, starting to come to fruition. You can you can go oh well they played a shitty a shitty offense or blah blah blah. But the point is like no matter who it comes down to whether it's uh, Matt Eberflus or. Phil Snow helping out Matt Eberflus. That was, uh, I think Skylark brought that up in a comment. 
on the last show and i wanted to make sure that i uh, credit him for that like uh skylark brought up you know this team uh has you know they've lost however many games and then completely lost my train of thought because i was trying to remember what he said <laughs> i'm just gonna go on i'm just gonna ramble on until i come back to it i don't know um, what are you thinking no he was now? saying that uh, P- uh skylark was saying that oh phil snow how much has phil snow added to this defense we don't know the answer right right it could be it could be a tremendous amount it could be very right. little but we do know two things this defense actually started playing better when flu started calling the plays and b they got phil snow so i'm i guess that's a question for me to you guys is is phil does phil snow have any kind of um you know saying this is he a part of the reason why this defense is playing better or is it just because the rookies have come around Fluce is now having he has control of the of the defense is it Fluce or is it snow it it, it, could, it could be both because I, I look at it like what um what snow is that his name Phil snow yeah yeah what snow allows fields to i mean uh Ibra Fuse to do is be able to call the call game the plays. yeah call the plays and you don't have to worry about doing the research and all these other things and moving forward i would question i mean I, if i'm posed i would have to talk to Ibra Fuse and have a real conversation with him go look i understand you want to be the ceo and you want to bring in your own or yeah, bringing the defensive coordinator to call the plays, but it's proven that you do a good job of calling these plays. Do we really want to lose that just for you can be the CEO? Because again, if we're being honest, the defense is the only reason why Ibrahimovic may be back next year. Because if the defense was still playing bad, he would be. He wouldn't be back next year. So, do I want to give up? The fact, the, the impact that he's having. I mean, because you can't say, well, it's different players. Yeah, uh, Sweat has made a difference, but the defense was playing better even before Sweat got here. And it's because Eberflu started taking over the play call. So do we really want to give that up, even though, you know, we come into an- another year? So that's what I'm saying. That's a conversation I would hope Poles would have with him and say, hey, man, uh, you may want to give up play calling, but. If we suffer for it, you may not be back the, the year following. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, I want to throw this into, you know, and I and I, I keep forgetting to bring this up because if if Fluce is a smart, open-minded guy, which I think he thinks he is, I, I know I, I hope to think that I am, but he's gonna take those reports, those 10, 20 page reports every week and use them to his best advantage. I don't see how that could hurt him one way or the other. Uh we're talking about snow, Phil Snow. Right. So, so you know, I mean, even even if he's already knows all this, just having someone else there with the ideas and giving him more knowledge and information, or even the same knowledge, but to be aware of it all, and and maybe that has you know we don't we don't know. Right. We don't know, but I'm, I'm sure Poles has got some idea of how much influence that has had on the de- defensive end of the ball. So, and it, it's 
if somebody's coming in, they got they got to be very familiar. If he brings in the next, if he's here and he's got to bring in a defensive coordinator, which if he stays, he's going to have to correct. So it's got to be somebody that's familiar with with this style, this scheme of defense. I would totally think because we're seeing that this defense, even though we've talked about how we're against it, can be successful. It has been successful. The Absolutely. numbers, the numbers prove it. So. You know, I, I just the, the Phil Snow thing, though, I I can't see how that could hurt anything in any way. It, it can no. only be a positive in my my eyes. I don't, know, brings, you, I don't know if you heard everything we're t- we were talking about, Bill. Yep, yep. This brings me this brings me to my question to you, Bill. Do you, as a fan, um, do you? Obviously, we have to see these the rest of this uh, season play out, but. Let's just assume that the defense continues on its trajectory up, right? Um, the offense can, because the defense is ranked what, fifth, fourth, something. They're 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 up there in the stats right now. The offense, yeah, the offense is climbing too. They're somewhere around like what, nineteenth, twentieth, in the NFL, rather than thirty second. That that's weird to see that stat. So, Vil, do you think that? Um, the best thing to do would be to continue forward, assuming that we win for the next five games with this with Flus, and A, he hires his own defensive coordinator for next year, or B, uh, continues to run it. Neither of them really matter, other than he's he's retained, and we retain Flus and move on with all the picks that we have, or B. I mean, I think we know your answer by now, but just to hear your take on it. That, in my opinion, that's the only scenario with, with which Justin Fields remains a bear is if they retain Flus, or, in my opinion, if they get Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh would salivate. It's just my opinion. I'm, I'm probably wrong, but, you know, he might not like Justin Fields, and he might want, you know, the quarterback from freaking Michigan, you know, for all we know. But... Assuming that he wanted to keep Fields and move on with Justin Fields, or B, Flus is retained and Justin Fields is retained, in, in my opinion, I think that those two scenarios are the only two ways that Justin Fields remains a bear. If you move on to a new coaching staff, you hire a Ben Johnson or a blah, 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 or a blah, 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 and you hand this head coach that pick, all these picks that we have, the first pick in the draft possibly, I think that all of us need to like realize that if we do want Justin Fields to remain the quarterback of this team, it's either Flus or maybe even Harbaugh or Bust is what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much in that mindset where after the last few games, especially with the improvement, the the major improvement, the four turnovers games and things of that nature. Once those games happened, I started kind of getting that feeling or that inkling that if he continues to have success, because that just shows that it's been building. It's been gradually building over the first five weeks, five to five to eight weeks, I would say, of the season where Flus had the team just went through a whole bunch of nonsense, a whole bunch of crazy firings out of nowhere, uh, just stupid things happening, Chase Claypool situation, everything going out out of just berserk. So you see those things and you're like, man, he can't handle this team. You know, this, this is trash. Like let's, let's just move on. Let's just 
find a new staff next year. So I was already ready for all of them to go, all the coaching staff to leave, keep Justin and just let everybody go. But after the last three to four games, we've been really competitive. He's got guys, you know, uh, balling out, you know, highly energetic, the defense doing their thing, the young guys are producing. Dexter uh, is stepping up as a, as a defensive tackle and, and getting major pressure on the, um, on the quarterback. Uh, and, and getting in the backfield, you know what I'm saying, uh, tackles for losses and, and things of that nature. So I feel like if he continues, especially if the defense continues on this tear, uh, even with another maybe two to three wins, I believe they're going to have to retain him because he's shown that all I needed you to do was get the pieces. Give me the draft. The, give me the draft. I, I got these pieces going. I got Terrell Smith going. Uh, he's back healthy. He did his thing last week uh, against Minnesota. You know, my young defensive tackles are doing their thing. You got me Montez Sweat, and you see I got him getting active back there. He's got two, you know, two, should have two, two and a half sacks, if you ask me. I think they gave him a half a sack or something like that a couple times. But um, I feel like you you got to. And, and it, also, two keep fields. You, you have to retain him because then that lets you know that, you know, they both support each other. They both want to grow together. He's got his back. Poe's got their back. Uh, if you do bring in somebody else, you do have run that risk that they, you know, salivating at, at those two picks and saying, you know, there's supposed to be generational talent at quarterback this this year. Let me get my quarterback. Let me not have to deal with the media and all the uh, rigmarole of, the questioning and fixing of Justin Fields. Let me get my guy in here. And then I I'll have years to take care of this. You know, if they're mess up like Bryce, Bryce Young right now, like they went after the coach, they fired the coach because Bryce Young is struggling. So, right. You know, it, even though he didn't like, want, he, even though the coach did not want Bryce Young, which is right. strange to me. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that you was right. Thing. So let's fire you. <laughs> right. That's the big, that's the biggest reason. Like if he had one of them, I believe he would still be there because they would be waiting for him to uh fix the situation. They will understand that he's a young guy coming in. They don't really have much going on there anyway. So I do feel like, you know, Fluce is the best bet to to or or the best sign. If they retain him and don't go after another coach, that's the best sign that Justin Fields stays. Um it also could mean Lou Getzey is back. But what I'm hoping is that if Flu stays, that they do find somebody like a, a Greg Roman or somebody that can come and 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 run that offense uh to his his talent. You know, whether it's on our staff, you know, whether it's the quarterback coach, what's his name? Uh, uh I always mispronounce it. But Janoku or something like that. Yeah. So you know, whether it's him, because you see their relationship is tight. They, they're extremely tight. You see them on the sidelines all the time. You see more of it lately. Yeah. See, like in the last, what, four weeks or so, seem yeah. like you've been seeing a lot. Because before that, I didn't hardly ever see the uh, quarterback coach. But, mm -hmm. yeah, now, yeah, I've been seeing it like the last four weeks. Yeah. The fields on the sideline again. However, I do believe, and I'll be quick and, 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 and cut this off. Eric B. Enemy is another one that I believe would keep fields. I believe that he would he would bring him over and he would want to fill up that offensive side of the roster that fits his particular system, whether it's wide receiver weapons, uh, offensive line, 
you know, the interior or getting depth there or finding that center, I believe he would come and want to keep Fields there. That that's a possibility as well. Learning uh, though. Elaborate okay. on 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 Eric Bieniemy a little bit, please, because I've been the proponent that thinks he was the product of the system that he was in, and he's kind of shown in Washington so far with Sam Howell that you know he's not he's he's kind of breaking that mold a little bit. Like, what do you think about him as a potential head coach? Let me throw this in before you answer that, Bill, because I I was talking to two podcasters in Washington, and they're both saying the same thing we're saying about Gats. They're very disappointed in his play calling. So just just a a side note there. I haven't followed enough. I don't know if you have. So Mm -hmm. give us your take on the enemy and see if you can open my eyes to that a little more because I haven't been yeah, I believe I believe he's just a, a, a different breed of coach. He's he's a hard nosed coach. He he's not uh gonna give you that likable coach that 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 players coach type of, of feeling. And they gotta understand it's the first year, like it's the same way of last year. Lou gets these first few weeks, you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? And then weeks five through maybe eleven, you've seen the offense open up. They started catering to Justin Fields, his talents, his skill level. And you thought that was going to carry over to this year. And then they just expand maybe some of the passing game, but it didn't. So that's what I was hoping to see from Eric Bieniemy is more of that. Okay. We've got a half a season going. Then this next half of the season, we'll go some more, but I think Washington is just in a bunch of turmoil in itself. Anyway, like they, they've just like, they just fired uh, Del Rio that that team just needs to dissipate anyway. I, I think it's just more of a product of the the dysfunction that had been over the last few years. You thought after Snyder sold the team that that was going to go away, but I think they just really need to rid that that kind of that. I don't want to say Ron Rivera should go because he's a you know he's a former Bear alumni or whatever, but. Maybe it's time for him to go. Like, what is he really doing? What has he done to stay there? So I think Eric Eric is creative. I think, as you see, now that he's gone from KC, they can't get nothing done. And we know Andy Reid does majority of everything there. But I, I feel like that Andy Reid can stand on his own right now and be like, y'all know for damn sure that's not me playing, calling them plays. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so and it's pretty much the same staff. Bring I mean, around the rosy. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> personnel there from last year. So they can't say, "Oh well, we lost these guys." So that's why uh, Matt Nagy and oh Jesus, his name. That's why the oh, offense yeah, isn't yeah, running yeah. well. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. <laughs> God, Jesus. So you know you can't you can't blame it on the personnel or, or the guys that's out there playing. So I believe Eric had a lot more to do than people want to give him credit for. Washington is Washington. You know, I respect every podcast or every uh, news personality and their opinion, but I believe they, they haven't had enough experience with Eric to really know. And he's probably not answering the questions that they want him to answer. He's probably not elaborating what the scheme is. He's just not a media person. He's not a player's coach. So he's not going to give you that, uh, Matt LaFleur or, you know, uh, uh, what's the kid from uh, the Zach Taylors, the 
those guys where they'll talk to you and they'll break stuff down, Mike McDaniels and stuff like that. So they need about another year. And they need pieces. They need offensive offensive yeah. line pieces. Their running backs are suspect, so they can't get a run game going, which is a heavy Eric B. Enemy thing. So once they get that established, then he can kind of be more creative in the passing game. But Sam Howell, isn't he one of the top, the top. top in, in yardage? The top. The top, oh, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you don't like yeah. the play, you got to like the result, at least the yardage result. So now it's just trying to put those playmakers together because, you know, Dotson, he was drafted to be that guy, but he he had a slow start to this year. Terry McLaurin, you know, he's had a slow start. But I think with another offseason, they add like a legitimate tight end um, and into that offensive line and maybe even a running back, like a real dynamic running back. I love Brian Robinson, but he's kind of like a miniature bruiser to me, if if you will. Like he's not Derrick Henry size, but he can he can go between those tackles and do his thing. But he's not like the speedster. They need somebody that can really take off with the ball there in Washington. If I was to uh, give a critique on Eric Behemi's uh, coaching tenure thus far, I think there's something that there's something I, I learned a long time ago before I got him when I first got in my profession. Mm-hmm. They say it's easier to start off mean and ease up as opposed to being easy at first and mm-hmm. then try to be mean. So if you're trying to implement a program, a system, be hard on the guys, demand excellence, Mm -hmm. get that foundation started. Then in year two, year three, you can ease up on the little guys a little bit because you already set the groundwork. But if the groundwork is like Maggie's, go ahead and hit the clip. Hold on. It's coming. One one damn second. I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. Not expecting so many naggies in this yeah. show. Damn, if you your groundwork is like he is, to where you come in and you all easy going at first, and then when the things go awry, you can't implement trying to be harder now because you already started off being soft. So I agree with the enemy's philosophy on doing that. I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm still trying to weigh his actual pay, play calling. Because to uh, Field's point, yeah, the quarterback is the number one in receiving yards. I mean, but he also lead the league in sacks. So where is he at, really? And the running game? Uh, I'm not I'm not sold on that either. Right. So that's where I'm at on the enemy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, I've – kind of been out on Beanie for the most part because I, I just thought it was a product of the system and then you see what he's doing in Washington it I mean it kind of begs some question to that though a little bit though right so I'm not sure if I'm still in on him but I mean you make good points PJ well that's what I mean I mean and, and that's the point it's like I'm not saying I want him don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying I'm just mm-hmm. trying to look at it objectively on what he is actually presenting Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely good. Good information because I, I like I said, you guys, you guys definitely know more than I know about Washington. I've caught them a little bit, not that much. Um, yeah. So thing coming up in the chat now too. Washington, other other than Chico's, the head coach was about to be fired. 
<laughs> I, I was following them because everyone, I, I, I was following them ever since he became head coach, and I kind of died off the last six, seven weeks, man. You know how you sometimes you get locked into a team and you kind of just always see what they're doing? That's yeah. one of the teams I did because because I'm a damn Bear fan, so I'm going to follow every Bear till I drop that. What, it's what we do. <laughs> uh, Chad's been talking about what, what you kept trying to bring up, Shorty, and that is the playoff scenario, man. I see him in there. Oh, yep, we, we, we play good this this week. This team's going to play its heart out for five weeks, and playoffs are possible. And I, I don't know if they are because of, I don't know what Green Bay and the Vikings are going to do, man. But I, I I'm going to stand up for this one. And we, and we could win three or four games, maybe even the five. I don't know. I'm standing up for this one, guys. I, I'm officially not sitting down anymore. I, I just want to bring this up. You want some music to dance with? Uh, I wish I had it. <laughs> if it comes down to the Bears-Packers final week of the season, winner goes to the playoffs. That'd be awesome. No, it would. No, it would not be. It would fucking yeah, it would, suck. I, because we all know what would happen in Green Bay. We all know what would happen. It would just be another heartbreak. We'd all be sitting there with our Jordan Love dicks in our hands. Pause. <laughs> no. We pause. Definitely. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, oh Walt. That, that was me, dude. Just oh, stop that rant. Thanks, no. Austin. Appreciate you, boss. My rant is disallowed. I'm out of here. I meant to get rid of him and bring Walt in because we haven't talked to Walt in a bit, man. I wanted to ask him a couple questions. I hear you because the day when they go, they come I will lose my shit if they lose to Green. Okay. <laughs> you you beat me too. Fucking guy won't go away. He just won't go away. Playoffs <laughs> on the line against Green Bay and we lose. I'm going to burn my fuck. <laughs> Burn my house down, guy. Have fun with that, Dad. I was, I was gonna just keep hitting him in and out just to see what he does, but now he's sitting back there, like now he's sitting down, going, "What the fuck?" Burn my fucking house down. I'll, 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 I'll get, I'll set the gas going on that's, the stove. That's two of them. What about your ants? You gonna burn that one down too? Need too much information. I'll, I'll go to jail for all this. So I'll, I'm right. shut up. No. <laughs> just don't lose that game, guys. Jordy's <laughs> burning shit down. That that used to be my answer to any problem I had. Fuck it. The car won't start. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it down. Just blow it up. Call the police. Let them figure it out after that. You know. I think uh, that game against Green Bay. If we're four and four and zero, oh, being the last five games going into that fifth game, if we're four and zero, oh, and it's up to us to beat. Green Bay or not, in order to get in the playoffs, I think that will say a lot for the coaching staff, one way or another. And I think that may be the determining factor on whether or not Iberflus comes back. Because as much as McCaskies want to beat Green Bay, and here we are on a roll, everybody's healthy, we're going good, and then you go against our arch rival and you not come through. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised they didn't clean, clear a house with the coaching staff and probably Justin Fields, depending on how he feels. I mean, how he plays. But yeah, I mean, because there would be no excuse. You guys have been winning these games. You To that point, you would have won, what, five in a row. Now you get to our arch rival, playoffs on the line. What you going to do? And if you come out flat, I could see George making a phone call to uh, Kevin Warren and Pose and be like, hey, we need to get rid of some, some people. I can see that happen. I really can. What's your definition of flat, though, PJ? If you lose the game in 30 27, I mean, that happens. That's not flat. But if you lose a game, flat, yeah, if you, if you lose a game 31 to 14, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what are, you know, what, what are we doing? We didn't we even show up. I mean, you know, we, we throw 21 to screen passes, or we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we do something stupid like that. They're like, nah, uh-uh, this ain't gonna fly no more. That's why that's what I mean. It it depends on the play on how we played and whether or not – but, yeah, I think that would be a big determining factor. I really believe that. Well, I mean, you break it down even more. Let's look at how you got to that point. You have to win, what, four games in a row to even get there. That alone is an accomplishment. And probably more yeah, so to but keep the staff win or loss. I just think that – I just think George McCaskey will hold – give a lot of weight to that game. I really believe he will because as, as much as he gives credence to that rivalry, Mm. You need something to hold on to. I would, I would hate if we got there and just duplicated week one. That would just be freaking terrible. But it, it, yeah. you know, it all comes down to with what we do Sunday against Detroit. That, that we're we're looking too far ahead, man. You got to get that, take that first step before you can finish the race, man. So it's they're going to be. Pete, you brought it up. I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. I. The, the next five weeks are going to probably decide a bunch of people's fate on this team, man. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, I mean, uh, Olin Cruz said it best. People are playing for their uh, NFL careers. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I didn't I didn't catch that. Was that today or yesterday? That was Tuesday on that uh, recap, uh, that recap he did. Oh, with, the NBC's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I usually been, with, been with catching Captain, him on yeah. the score. I've always seen to be in the car when he's on. <laughs> Cliff. Which one? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I'll be real with you guys. guys. Uh, coming, into the, coming into the season, I figured six. I'd be fine with six wins. You doubled your production from last year. Realistically speaking, I know you guys said 11 and six, but I mean, that's a little outlandish, yeah. even for me. Yeah. Boy, was I, I was demanding nine or ten. And, and I'm still sticking with 11. We should have won 11 because because we started off so flat. That was the problem. Those first four, first four games, it was ridiculous. We were not ready for the season. What did I say, Paige? The first two or three games are going to be like preseason games, and they were. Not even for just the Bears, for everybody. The Kansas City lost right off the bat. Everybody was scrambling because and that's what they I'm don't saying. use preseason right anymore. We don't, we don't have the luxury of being like half the teams where we're going to lose that game. We, that if true. everybody going to come out flat, we need to be the ones who's going to win those games because we have Absolutely. such an uphill climb to go anyway. So we should have been on point come preseason. Hey guys, we'll make sure you guys healthy. Got this, got these plays together, got your cohesiveness together before we can hit the ground running. 
come the first game of the season, we're still trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, that's terrible. Absolutely, it was so fucking terrible, man. I was. That's why we. That's why we started off zero and four. More than just that, too. Huh? More than just that. I mean, even look at the week one games from this year and last year. There was an improvement overall in terms of sole production, at least from the quarterback. You know, I just, we, just, we just didn't how, win. How, how the, the way Fields was playing last year and, and the points this team was scoring last year when they didn't have shit. You know, and we're one game ahead of that right now. I, I just I don't see why we're not at six and six, seven and six. Shit happens because we didn't know, finish I, against Denver. Well, and we didn't finish against Detroit. That's two wins right there. I, I'm going to my thing with Walt. Is I was demanding nine or ten wins because we should win to nine or ten games. Just looking at, I, I was going on paper, just going on paper, the talent that I thought I saw. Yeah, we could have beat the Buccaneers. Absolutely, we could beat the Buccaneers. Absolutely, that would have that would have been seven fucking wins right there. You know what I'm just saying? And 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 who knows, man? Because if we were prepared when we had all fucking summer to prepare for that Green Bay Packers game, and boy, the Packers were damn prepared for that game. Thank I don't you. know why we weren't, or did we Thank just come you. out so flat we got our asses kicked? It didn't like it didn't like we found out on Tuesday. That we was playing the Packers on Sunday, we knew right. all summer long. Right, we knew it. We knew it for since the day they released that schedule, man. Yeah. Everybody had that circled, man. We were talking about we were talking about the cost of those tickets in March. On this show, I don't mean to go off. We need to get back to Detroit, man. Maybe even uh, there's a few statements and some questions in the chat that I started. It looks like some of them are gone, but. Yeah, they weren't really questions. They were just statements. They were statements. Know, about, I was making, not I was make questions off of them. That's why I started them all. <laughs> How many coaches have been demoted to coordinator and accepted their role? Not one. I don't. Does anybody know a one? Not one. No. That, that, that's pure fantasy, Foster. No co- No head well, coach is going to go and do it, that. Right. That's that's the whole point of the question. It's even a, no, even a big laugh out loud, man. I, I, I know, but I'm just telling you my opinion on it. Like that is just complete and utter fantasy if if you're really yeah. thinking that way. I'm not saying to you, but I'm just saying in general. Well, people were talking about it. Most people are stupid. Am, am I allowed back on my own show now? No. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Every time I look down there, though, you were gone, dude. Are you coming back? I, I can leave. I, I, you guys can go on if you want without me. I don't. Oh, I guess we got to let Dan back in. You know what, Heidi. This kind of crap. That's it, dude. Heidi is asking, where where was I at? Well, I got kicked off my own show, so I took a piss. Dang. And What's I up, Swifty? Swifty, what is up? Swifty in the house. Uh, you guys are hilarious, man. Where, where's Foster at right now? I just want to know whether or not New England is trying to tank once again here. I just, uh, that's all I want to know. Oh, yeah, it's looking like it's definitely looking like that's the situation. It, it scored it, 21 I, points. I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, 21 yeah. points in the first half. And now they act like they can't find the end zone. 
So yeah, they're. I think they're trying. I think they're trying to tank. What's it? Well, they're first like, of oh, all, we didn't score winning. against. They didn't score against uh, the Chargers. <laughs> now you want to sit up here and uh, blow a twenty-three lead, twenty-one-three lead against Pittsburgh with their backup quarterback? Come on now. Yeah, I know. But did you see Trubisky? On that last drive, driving him down the field, and he comes off the field. I was like, "Oh, what the hell, man!" Nick uh, Trubisky played well against New England for the, for us guys. He was he has their number. <laughs> it's, it's easy to do when you're starting your third string quarterback because Matt Jones is your first stringer. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they are uh, – PJ, you pointed it out like two weeks ago. They are t- uh, clearly tanking, are, are they not? <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Job. This is like the Bears last year. Oh, they doing a better job than we – I mean, we, they're we making looked, it so obvious. It's, it's, we, it's looked, we look more it's convincing perfect. trying to win than they do, though. <laughs> Except for the bleeding obvious ones was like, wait, I remember like five times going, what the hell? Remember when they brought Boyle in just to throw an interception? What yeah. <laughs> play? I'm telling you. Why the you, hell man. is Betsy calling this play? Oh, I know why Tank now. 2022. Bellissimo, what is up, bro? What's going on, Bellissimo? I I don't know. I turn up at 3:57 a.m. to be in Foster's chat. Appreciate you all a lot. This is Foster's <laughs> show. Man. <laughs> I didn't mean to wake you up, dude. I hope hopefully you were up. Hopefully he was up, man. It was just sent. I, I put him in the thing just so he'd get to see it if, if uh, at a later point in time, man. Because we were going, we were going through. We had a bunch of stuff we were going through, man. We we did the two minutes with get keep fields or not keep fields. Did some matchups. Now we're talking about the playoff picture. If we can actually do it, which, that's going to be very difficult to do either way, man. A lot of things got to happen for the Bears to make the playoffs. And the, the biggest one is winning all five games. I, I honestly don't see them doing At that. least four, right? At least I, four. I, I said – I literally put out a tweet today where I was talking to somebody, and I, I stated I believe they can win three of these games. And I didn't even pick the games because now I'm going – Cleveland might be one of those games, man. You said that on PSF with Lesser and I on Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. 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 I honestly Flacco's believe Flacco's playing. There, Flacco's in a quarterback, and the and the defense just looked not like they did before, man. I so can't believe that I'm looking at on and off. I thought Flacco was a freaking coach. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> he didn't he believe me when I told him he was going to be quarterbacking. Actually, that was two weeks ago, the day after they signed him, and I said, "Man, I think Flacco's going to be playing against the Bears." And I was actually didn't think he was even going to be ready last week, but he was ready. I mean, I think we have the capability of winning all games. Whether or not we do is another uh, issue. But I think we have the talent, and I think we can actually win them. I just don't know whether or not everybody be locked in, whether or not the play calls will be on point, all these other issues will be there. But, yeah, I think we can actually win. That's including the Green Bay game because, man, Green Bay, they've been playing decent lately, but – so have our defense. We just need to get back to that running game that we seem to have forgotten. That's a must. But to, to the to the point of the Detroit game, 
with Neil being gone uh, on injured reserve, we need to pound the ball with uh, Foreman. We need to pound that ball. I'm, I'm telling you. And on defense, we have to stop St. Brown. He's a monster. I ain't gonna lie. We he's a monster. We gotta we gotta acknowledge that. He's a monster. So we need to do something with him, make sure he's covered. Yeah, I do want to bring this up really quickly because I know it's you know, my cleats, my my cause, my cleats week. Uh Autism Speak does offer support to families in terms of uh, you know research and other support services as well. So I'm not I'm not sure if somebody told you something different, barely know, or or what, because it's is not the case. I'll have to look at that. I have I have a family member with autism, so yeah, it's it's a fine charity to go to. I mean, I, I just want to look at it to make sure it's up on the up and up. There's too many you know things out there, dude. Let's go on. I need to I need to to relieve myself for a minute here. So bring that back up here, Walt, from from a Bearski or from Berlissimo. Which which. Which one? Oh, hold on one second. The last one that was just there. Yeah, I didn't start. Here it is. Also, someone should maybe tell Getsy that Autism Speaks is not an autism support charity. Maybe go over something like uh, neuroclastic. <laughs> so what what did you say about that? Because there's just for the people listening in audio. No, I mean, Autism Speaks is mainly for advocacy, research, and care. So, I mean, all of those fall under the umbrella of support. You know, it is a nonprofit organization. That's what its whole job is. You know, it's more so about getting awareness out there to the people and, uh, you know, that may not understand what exactly the spectrum is or, you know, have a very narrow-minded view on it. So. Okay. Well, That's thank you for your, uh, your comment, Barelissimo, and thank you for joining us tonight exactly yeah yeah man i don't want you to have you know wrong information there you know yeah so guys dead air for a second there what's going on guys no i'm just <laughs> i'm just i'm just shooting at bearsky with this this random ass shit talking about fields and trying to compare everybody keeps comparing this whole stroud is doing great why wasn't justin fields doing great just like that Houston has a much better situation than Justin Fields had last year. Like, let's really be honest. He keeps saying, well, they, that was an inexperienced staff. And now this, that's not, it's not apples to apples. Their, their particular staff is way better suited for that roster. Their offensive line, they have better offensive line players they drafted Tank Dale, who we all knew was going to be a beast regardless of his size. They got Nico Collins, who's been there. Their offensive line has been together. They've got they've drafted well with the offensive line. They got DeMarco Ryan, who's got them the defense playing well. Like CJ Shroud is a second pick. There was a reason he was picked second. Justin Fields was drafted. He we moved up from the 20s to draft Justin Fields in the teens. We knew he would need work. He was thrown into a fucking situation where that guy, I don't want to see a video of him. Please, Shorty, don't do it. Because I'm not, no video right now. Because <laughs> Justin Fields was thrown into that stuff, had to deal with Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy fighting with each other 
to to figure out who's going to be the best play caller. Bill Lazor had Justin Fields looking like an actual pro quarterback. Matt Nagy would take back the clipboard, then mess it up. Four games later, hand it back to Bill Lazor, and then Bill Lazor would have Justin Fields playing well again, like in the Pittsburgh game or, or, or other games like that. And then we end the season, and we find fire them, find a new staff, and the staff is a, a, a motherfucker that, that – held the wallet for Aaron Rodgers and and held the clipboard for Matt uh, LaFleur and used a little red pointer in the background to say, hey, Matt LaFleur, look, that's where the wide receiver goes. And they hired him to call plays, who now does 20 screens a game and then puts him in a roster full of Walmart cashiers for wide receivers and Dollar General offensive line players. And then you want to compare last year's team to Houston this year, when you see the effort that's given all around, what the oh, hell are you talking about? Wait, wait can I I, you you feel like Fields has made mistakes? We all know he's made mistakes. We wait, all, I, he has not failed. An eleven hundred yard rusher has not failed. You can well, he's failed as a passer. How the fuck do you get downfield? Getting yards, right? You get yards. How the fuck do you score points? Touchdowns, right? Does he have touchdowns? Yes. Preach it, man. Can I add to that? Um, by the way, um, Justin Fields, uh, I totally lost my, you, you, you overwent your rant and I lost my train of thought. Where do you, where do you go? I'm here. Oh, okay. Jesus. I wanted to piggyback on that. Um, uh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. You suck. It was such a good rant. Well, y'all was quiet. How, how you gonna go quiet and then not expect me to go on a rant? <laughs> well, I could, I, I couldn't interrupt you. That's for damn well, sure. It was that was a good rant. That was a good rant. especially like the, I like especially like the part about the uh, uh, Walmart uh, live in the uh, yes. <laughs> Dollar General receivers. <laughs> oh, uh, Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor. Like I was keeping stats of those coordinators that of that season. Like Nagy compared to Lazor was complete dog shit. Uh, Lazor had you know 20, 23 plus points a game or something like that, compared to uh, Nagy's like fifteen or seventeen. He was the, his winning percentage was better when he was calling plays prior to fields so i mean it clearly there there's just been fuck i, I would love to have naggy back sorry i have to do it i'm not even going to get into that that's i have zero thought i had to do it myself guy wants to have naggy back what, what are you doing I mean, here man no a lot, you know what? A lot of people have been saying that. I'd rather have Nagy neither of them. Look at some of the best plays that uh, Fields had. They were in his rookie year, man. Some of the best plays were all he, – he's had a lot of great plays. I shouldn't say that. It, that's a false statement. But he had a lot of great plays his rookie year. Everyone thinks about that deep pass to Mooney from, like, his end zone against Detroit. Like plays like that, like where are the uh, uh, our current staff will be trying to call a screen from the goal line? Am I am I wrong? Not not at all. So uh, that's why I'm saying, like, I, it's almost like 
those are the good old days at this point with this with this offensive coaching is ridiculous use the fucking strengths of your players to your offense just design it around the strengths period two tight end under center that's a good way to uh go against a minnesota full heavy def- uh, blitzing defense or no let's get creative and, and let's be the smartest guy in the field or look at what the other teams has done this year to combat what uh to face minnesota's blitz i sure i, I can guarantee you they didn't throw 21 screen passes no, and fuck, I, I'll go. I keep preaching this. You guys have, I'll say it again. Bring back the T formation. If it it's, works, it's, you don't make it your actual if offense. It works. For fuck's sake, use it. We saw the 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 Bills use the T formation a little bit like two weeks ago. And they were on the, they were like on like the seven or eight yard line or something like that. They use a T formation. They got down to the goal line. I'm like, do it again. I said to my wife, do it again. Go back to the T formation again. You're on the fucking goal line. Do it again. Nope. Absolutely. They didn't. I got, a, I got an answer. It for works. That. It works when it's needed. Come on, guys. We are. I've got, the... an, answer. I've got an answer for that. In, in 1977, I, I played it. This is why, this is one of the things we laugh about here, Bill. Is, because I played in the T formation for three seasons. And it's at least it wasn't the wish we, we went it, 14. It we, had, we went 14 and 0. And then 78 and 79. I think we went two, two and twenty-two or something like that, or two and twenty. So you gotta have the personnel, no matter what you're running. You gotta build the personnel. I, I get what you're saying. We talked about it before. We I I've joked about it. If it's effective in spots, why not use it? What 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 whatever it takes to get the W, man. What it all that's what it all comes down to. Every everything we're saying, it still comes down to get getting a W, man, because that's what you gotta have in this league to be successful. That's why these guys look at these guys don't even keep their jobs for a year anymore, man. Right. Can't, can't win. Well, you didn't draft the quarterback we want. We're working to, we're willing to work with this guy. Sorry, we just hired you, but you're fired. I mean, it's kind of like similar to everyone, you know, we all know what uh, the Niners run, you know, Shanahan is he'll, he'll run the ball down your fucking throat. We've seen him do it. He's, uh, he's, um, yes, he's a, 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 like a modern era uh, coach that comes up with great play designs. However, he comes up with it, whether his players help him like Andy Reid's players do or not. When you, when you, in this current league, it's all been geared towards passing, right? So why not just like, not only go back to the running, but just fuck it, go back one more decade and let's just go back to the T formation. I know I'm getting laughed at. There's probably, everyone's probably laughing at me right now, but trust me on this. No one's laughing at you. It's happening a little bit now. That's for a fact. People are doing it. And if you can be the one, and if you're going to be the one, be the Bears, for crying out loud, and make it happen. We've got the quarterback to do it. We, just go go get a couple of running backs in this draft, maybe even. Well, let me just say this. 
play calling matters. It does. And whether you're you know go to, to a, a two tight end and then go to into a into a T formation and then uh uh motion out of that back into like a you know a a, a strong or weak set. But you're just using two tight ends instead of a two running backs and utilizing your personnel to their strengths also matter. Yes. I say that to say this. As much as I want New England to win tonight, when Pittsburgh got the ball at the 48-yard line with fourth and two to go right now, and they have Trubisky, who's not a great thrower, throw a deep pass and totally misses it to turn the ball over. Dude, what are you thinking as a play caller? Why would you have Trubisky throw a 30-yard pass in the air on fourth and two? Play calling matters. It does. So when we have our Justin Fields in certain situations and the play calling sucks, we can't fault the quarterback. No. We have to fault the play calling. The play calling. The play calling is what matters the most. You are 100%. Realismo saying, dude, said this in chat earlier. Just get the first down. Yes. No matter what it... What is wrong with... Even if you don't use the T formation, just go into it and then come out of it. Or have a play where you just at least have a fullback and yeah. run the ball. I mean, you got you, 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 you got a few yards to go. Just get a fullback in there and follow your fullback and get a yard. Yes. It's funny we're talking about this because right now, uh, the, uh, the Patriots third and inches, man. Okay. Now oh, it's fourth and inches. In inches. What'd you say? They, they couldn't get inches with the tush push. They couldn't do it. Dang. They used the actual tush push? So he yeah. actually spoiled it for me. <laughs> oh, is that? Ah, I did, didn't I? But you didn't see the next play, and I won't bring, tell you. Foster is in like a different dimension than everybody else as far as his sports broadcasting. It's it's ridiculous. You're getting you know, I'm telling like you, ten years. seconds out of everybody. Ten. He got me by a whole minute. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, Peach. Not, I'm not thinking, dude. Not thinking that that you're doing that because I hadn't been watching it at all, and I just looked up when you said that and saw a third and inches and went, "Holy shit! I can't believe we're talking about it." Did you, did did you see did what you I know said in the uh, chat? <laughs> he says. Who? Doug Van Dorn. Yeah. Says, PJ, there, there's a disease I have seen in a lot of play callers. It's called, but if I do this, they'll never expect it. It'll work. I'm sure, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Which is where you get the screens and screens. It's like, Stop trying to be the smartest guy in the room and just execute the play. That's all. I think Cam, Cam Newton said that, and then he was even saying it for Justin. And he goes, just think a little bit less. Just execute the play. Man. Execute the play. Yeah. But it, it, should, be a it should be a decent play on a consistent basis, too. So, 
<laughs> Robbie's saying John Shoop. <laughs> Bill's thinking, what do I what do I gotta do to get the fuck off this show now? These guys are going nuts. <laughs> Thank you for for making me remember the name John Shoop, Robbie. Ooh, yeah. I forgot it. Yeah, Bill's over there like fuck this. I'm I'm trying to do some shit on my own uh YouTube account right now. I'm <laughs> he's, he's trying to make some real progress. <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I see it's, that, it's pretty. Right. It's pretty awesome to see all you guys in chat here hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Barelissimo, it's it's great to see you again, my friend. Absolutely, Barelissimo is a, a gem. Like he's, I learned so much from Barelissimo. Leo Factor hanging out with us again. Robbie, yeah. great to see you again hanging out with us. Of yes, course, there, I missed you, Robbie. All 22 first, man. So I, I'm usually on there with him, man. Plus, his time is a good time because it's the middle of the afternoon here when he does it. So, so let's get into some of the preview of this game that we have coming up here against the Lions, which is where I, I should say has been proven to be winnable. This game, by all accounts from all of us as fans, is winnable, right? Absolutely. Okay. And that's the show. Guys, have a good night. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I, I just think that, like I said earlier, we have to run the ball. Run the fucking ball. Run the ball. Detroit will lose interest being out there in the cold and getting ran over. To where that'll be a key to victory right there because they're going to get, man, it's cold out here. Let me sit up here and rest or go home. <laughs> smack, smack off in the face early, run the ball, pick apart that secondary. We, 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 it can be effective. Now, now everybody knows we can win because we, we should have won. We should have won. And, and I then, think and I then got again, the I, I, I don't want to see that team. damn prevent defense out there. Like I said, I, I, I'd much prefer, prefer six guys coming and cover zero, dude. Eight guys coming. I don't give yeah. a shit at that point. Fun I got the latest speed. I'm going to shut up for a bit here. because. So I'm going to say thank you, New England. Yeah. You Actually, proved no, you me wrong. I'm saving it. <laughs> you you proved me wrong tonight. You should be thanking Allen Robinson right now for that fumble. <laughs> I would, I would never thought that I would hear that. Thank you, New England, from anyone. Well, I mean, forget, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think we mathematically at least have the first, if not the second pick, pretty much locked down at this point. Because I know going into the game, Carolina had to win two, and New England had to lose everything. Now they've won one, so I don't know if that changes anything. You said New England had to lose everything? Had to lose every game in order for us to move up to two. No, because it was only a one-game difference between Carolina and uh, New England. Yep, yeah, yeah, but Carolina had to win two games, and New England had to lose everything in order for us to change spots. Carolina is going to beat the Saints this weekend. I don't know Foster, why. I Foster, that's 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 your cue. You're you're the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> you know, and then it was um, three games to Arizona losing everything in order for them to go from two to three. I, so, I think it was I think it was Brad Biggs that brought up the stats last week. 
So the point we're making is we we're we're guaranteed the first pick, first or second pick. Period. I yeah I think so. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on this one, so we're gonna have to get clarification. Yeah, because there's there's five games left, and <clears throat> yeah, uh, if if Carolina wins all five games, that puts them at six wins. There's no so way it's happening, though. Come on. I'm just saying, I mean, if you talk about mathematically eliminated, I mean, so there's still a chance that we still won't get the first cho- choice, but this helps us out. How many games is uh, Cardinals won now? Four or three? Is it three? I think three. 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 So that's what I'm saying. So if, if they don't win another game and Carolina wins – Three games out of five. Three and ten. First pick. Cardinals and Carolina both. I mean, Cardinals and New England now have both have three wins. They're both three and ten. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Yeah, but the odds of, like you said, PJ, the Carolina winning every single game is slim. Stranger things has happened. They don't. They don't got to win every game. Like the Bears winning out. like the Bears winning out, yes. No, like like Foster getting lucky. Stranger things has happened. <laughs> hey, I get I probably get lucky more than you, Pete. Oh, we're not oh. Well, PJ is married. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my that's, wife. That's my wife's out. watching. My wife's <laughs> Don't get the married folks in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I was gonna I was gonna place that bet because it was a it was a hundred a hundred to one odds and I should have placed it because that was a lot because he's married. Uh, <laughs> Did PJ pull himself there? Who pulled him? He, we have to he watch pulled himself. He pulled himself. That's why he we, pulled himself. I think he, can't I think miss, he forgot his wife was. was we oh. can't miss that laugh. Come on. Is he does he need oil? What's going on? <laughs> the tin man. <laughs> does he need oil? He needs some oil. He needs some oil and ventilation. What do you say about me needing oil? What do you say about me needing oil? Oh shit. Now he pulled Bill. Uh okay. you never you never exempt from being pulled from the show, Bill. <laughs> there's, there's, there's only a few people we haven't pulled, man. As soon as we start to, you're right, you're right about that. As soon as the wipes come in, all of a sudden we see uh, TJ Baskerville. <laughs> I told y'all, don't, don't say that. She gonna get in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, she's a smart woman. Neil, you're a lucky man, brother. Oh, I, I, I've definitely married up. <laughs> yeah, he okay. Probably, he married. He married way up. <laughs> out of the park, huh? It landed on the street, man. Yeah, we could tell the minute she came on the show, we were like, "What the fuck is he doing on here? Why isn't her? <laughs> it should be her." <laughs> See, that's why I like Veal. See, Veal's a smart man. Uh-huh. <laughs> he know what to do. Yep. Hey, uh, it's 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 one of two things, right? Uh, happy wife or happy life, happy wife, or women can't live with them, can't live with them, right? It's one of the two. <laughs> so, how, how 
how long we, before we hear from Miss Kitty tonight. Right. You That's what I'll say. Has a bat come from behind his head? Yes. <laughs> Don't. She's, she's not, not even watching. She just, she just heard it. Yeah, she's probably in bed by now. She's probably watching it on her phone just to take notes. <laughs> I was, was going to say, she's got the list. Yeah, she's she's got okay. the list going. She's laying there in bed. Oh, that motherfucker. She's making notes on her phone. Oh, okay, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me make hey, a real bro. quick football. Let me make a real quick football reference. Mm -hmm. oh, After watching Trubisky tonight, I am so glad we have Justin Fields. Hey, Trubisky's just a broken kid, man. He played. He started 16 games in college, and then came to the Bears and was thrown in the fire. And, and yeah, and dude, man. he did everything he could. He was like, "My name's Jim McMahon at the meeting at the restaurant," and blah blah blah. You know. He comes in, he's reading books, how to be a leader. He's he's trying yeah. his best, right? And yet he outplayed what's that what, what's that kid from uh, North Carolina right now? Derek uh May. Drake, Drake May. He Drake actually May. played better than Drake May did when he was at North Carolina. Wait, statistically? <laughs> yes. Well, here's the other thing. He has like two or three Bears records, guys. I'm just saying. Go look That's it up. Hard to do. I'm just saying. Well, hey, when you, hey, when you, hey, hey. <laughs> not slight Eric Kramer, Walt. He was our guest. When you hear all those talking points about Drake May, and to think that Mitch was better than what he was at that school, makes me wonder what does Drake May really is? Because when he actually played against good competition, how did Drake May actually do? Who had the better talent around them too? That's my. I got to throw that in there, Pete. Well, I mean that, that that's a question, but that's a, to, to my point though. Why we saying get rid of fields? While some people are saying get rid of right. fields, get rid of fields. This is what I'm looking at, and it's like, uh, for Drake May. No, there's. there's there's just too many people that here. There, there's an old saying, dude. Believe almost none of what you hear, and about half or more, a little less than a little more than half of what you see, because your eyes can lie to you too at some time. So you know, my eyes didn't lie to me too about many this. People just read information because I, I literally just read. I was I was going to the washroom and I literally read two articles on autism speaks. That were absolutely negative, and there's about 40 more of them. I even put one on. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just saying. Hold on a second. So, what Foster stuff I read? That doesn't even Foster's, mean it's right because I read it. I didn't witness this. Foster is saying that he he was taking a shit, yep. and he read two articles on Auti the the place autism speaks that we were talking about. Okay, I just pulled Perfect it up for the hell of it because it went right to autism speaks, and I read all this shit, and then I tried to find anything on him I could, and then I said. I forgot what I told Google, and it, I said, "Give me negative freaking articles on on Autism Speaks." And there the first thing I saw was, "Autism Speaks aren't the angels that they appear to be." And then I started reading, and I got to a point where I went to another one. I didn't even finish the first one, so I posted one of them on Twitter, the Barrelissimo Walt, 
and and Credit. you. So it's it's on. Uh, if you go on Twitter to CB Sickles or Foster Covers or uh, Bears Country Podcast Pod, you can see the article, and that's just one of them. Because when when stuff like that is involved, I I had to look into it more, man. Like I have family involved in this matter, and and it's. I get sick of, of people getting taken advantage of. Like, so I got to look at stuff like this, man. I'm, I'm sorry I cut in with this, dude, but it, I just wanted to let you guys know that that was out there. That's all started because too many people read stuff and they hear stuff and then they only see the best of. So right away, this guy's a fucking guy. Yeah. Sorry. I was just impressed that you said Bears Country Podcast. Like, I, I would have thought you would have said Bears County Podcast or Bears. <laughs> Bears uh, podcast country or something like everybody else does. Save this clip for some other people, man. We'll clip that out. Yeah, <laughs> no. you actually said it right. Yeah, I don't know why I did. I'm only on the show. It shouldn't be that difficult. It's just three words: Bears Country Podcast under Bears Country Productions. It's we're all in Bears Country. Bill, do you have any idea what's going on here? I just thought that it was one of those public uh, public meetings that you're not supposed to have with <laughs> public service announcement. Nah, it, it, it doesn't so, even matter, but but Shorty's got to dig a little more. Just let it. I think Shorty. It's Shorty, all, it's all Shorty fun, man. Shorty forgot that yeah. it was a chat and a video going on. He's like, time to have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. Walt, Walt broke off the other day to play fucking video games, man. It, it just happens on this show. We, uh, have, we, we, we are the show we, with the most first of fucking shouldn't happen, dude. We are the first show. We the shows. You can even see, up. Oh, that's another first for BCP because I've never seen that anywhere else. We are the first show with the first Black Santa, guys. Right. I was like, what is this doing? <laughs> <laughs> we got Black Santa going on over here. Hold on. Let's, let's, uh, Let's put that into the main view here. That's, that's just Santa, that. dude. That's oh, Santa. there we go. I'm Santa. Yeah, there you go, Peach. BCP bringing you your first Black Santa, guys. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> With all of his military awards on the wall. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, playing, this is how you know when on you get one into the second and third hour. <laughs> oh man, I mean, Foster, I, I, I wanted to tell you, man, you got to be careful what you look up online, too. Like you said, can't believe everything you read. And I agree Absolutely. with you on that. Absolutely. You know, you, so. and depending on what you put in, Google's going to show you whatever you want to see, man. Yep. You could put in this, yep. that, and the next thing. One thing you got to do, and one thing we do in the scientific community is when we get a paper or a, um, you know, a, a magazine article. <laughs> What they what they go by? <laughs> For everyone in audio listening on audio stream, PJ is just uh, he has a black Santa that he's just moving up and down in the video screen. It's just awesome behind a wonderful <laughs> little nativity set. Yeah, it's not an, actually it's more of a, a Christmas scene. It's Wakanda, yeah. man. I'm telling you, it's more like Wakanda and Christmas than a, That's a nativity it. scene. That's what yeah. it is, man. It's amazing. Actually, what really <laughs> happened was he fell down and he's laying on the floor looking for his flamethrower and his grenade launcher. I was just going to say, while I'm down here, because I'm not getting up till the show's over. I was just going to say, give us a ho ho ho, and then you did that. Go ahead, PJ. Ho ho ho. Green giant. <laughs> <laughs> Green giant. 
<laughs> he sounded just like the old commercial. I don't know if you right. Seen he sure did. Ho ho ho, Green Giant. Yeah, but PJ's ho 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 was almost like the damn commercial, man. That's why I had to say it. Zoom in on his face there, PJ. Oh, yeah. That's you with a gray beard, my friend. Well, it is. He's even got a list of, of <laughs> all his brothers and his kids and everything, literally. Right, Peach? Look on that list, man. Look at the names. Hey, that's, awesome. that's, get, that's giving me a uh, Tales from the Hood vibes. <laughs> Tales from the Hood vibes? Tales from Wakanda Hood, brother. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. That's a W, right? Like the whatever the, yeah. the Wakanda sign. Guys, Walt's going to bring us back here with his analytics. Go, Walt. Well, no, first, I just want to let Jeremy know if he's listening. Uh, you can come back after your timeout is over. Uh, we'll not be tolerating this whole Juxtan sexual stuff. You want to go hang out with Ghost of Judah? That's fine, but we ain't doing it here. So, uh, just very quickly, Foster. Damn. Back to what I was before we get on. Damn. To... Banned. Banned by our. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not, he's not banned. Uh, I'm giving him a second chance. You can come back after whatever the timeout is. T uh, a, a timeout? By our producer, Walt. Ogre. Damn. But quick, quickly, as I finish my last thought, I was on, then we'll go back to the lions and the bears, you know, what this show's all about. Black Santa over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's something, depending on who you talk to, it's either called uh, impact rating or impact value. It's how they look at um, the, um, in lack of a term, an effectiveness of uh, like a magazine or a publication. So the higher the value, the more weight they carry in terms of their view of the scientific community. So you look at magazines like Cell and Nature; those are usually top end. So you gotta before we, I mean, and everyone's guilty of this. So I'm not I'm not signaling you out. Before we go and look at, uh, you know, especially on sensitive subjects like that, we we need to look at the source material and where it's coming from. Yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say. And I'm just gonna end it. That well, that's yeah, what well, same in the NFL, man. You better check that source. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, look at all don't, the crap you see, man. Don't go blowing yeah. your mouth before you have the facts. But uh, you know, we were talking about the Lions and the keys to victory, and I know Neil, you brought it up. We were talking about the battle in the trenches, which is probably going to be the uh, you know the catalyst of the entire game, mm -hmm. right there. No, that's definitely uh, Justin Fields' play. I mean, he's been on a good streak these last couple of games, minus the Minnesota game. Which is just one bad half. You know, I'm not going to sink him on that, but you know, you're looking at quarterback ratings of what 100 and change was what 87 uh, last week versus the the Vikings. So now we're looking at a good upward trend. So you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do now against Trent again. The, the problem is, and uh, I mean, I think we have to look at too is what is the anatomy of the play itself. You know, because we've seen throughout history, even in uh, PJ, I know you're a military man. When the battle plan is bad, it doesn't matter the quality of your troops. Sometimes you just have to help it fail. There's nothing you can do. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm not taking, yeah, and I, I'm not <laughs> taking blame away from Fields. Yes, you know, Fields does have faults, and, and no one's saying that. I know Bearsky brought that up. Like, you can't have right. criticism. I'm like, yes, he's definitely warranted criticism in some areas, of course, but at the same time, the the tools he's given, not not the players, but the the actual plan of attack. If it's flawed, then sometimes it's not going to matter what it is. Who's the quarterback? 
you know? And I think we're forgetting that. I think I think we're we're jumping down Fields' throat, and we're because he is the quarterback. He's the the head of this offense, so to speak. You know, but we're not looking at from everything from the top down. We're skipping one whole section of the game. I think that what we've seen as a fan base is a quarterback that we have never ex- ever expected to have, and he became a once in a generation quarterback for us as fans of the Bears who have never had one. And we have just been our, – our expectations were put so high with Justin Fields from the beginning because we have never had anything like that that we expected MVP by now. We expected, you know, uh, a uh, uh, Lamar Jackson kind of a season by now or a Patrick Mahomes kind of a season by now or you insert quarterback here by now in their career. And because it hasn't happened, we as a fan base have become divided over that and it's it's almost become like like i was i said before like a trump biden thing where we're like you were either against me or you're for me and it's it's not that it's it's that we're trying to look at this as a fan base objectively and i think we've all come to the conclusion after finally having a moment to actually progress what bajan had to offer on the field he's a rookie of course he, he'll get better can his arm strength no, we've talked about that before on the show. I mean, probably not. Nothing like Justin. Justin comes back in. I think that it put all that that uh, that the fan base who has always been so used to having and and qualming for the second string quarterback to come in and and wanting to see what they have. We're just used to doing that as a fan base. It happened. We've kind of moved on from it. I think we've all, at least I would hope. I know there are, are a lot that are still probably still clamoring for Bajan, but I think collectively as a fan base, it kind of helped that Justin got injured minorly and we got to take a step back and go and realize that, no, we're wrong this time as a fan base. Justin Fields is the guy. The minute he came back in, you saw the difference. You saw, even in, in my own eyes, I saw even him getting rid of the ball quicker, uh, whatever that means, because they were they're still running all those fucking screen p- plays. So the reason why it wasn't working before, in my, in my opinion, was that he was just his release was just too long, so it just didn't work as well. He came back after the Bajent games and noticeably different for me as a fan. And I think everyone needs to realize that we have a generational talent here. And to you, to what you're saying, Walt, the coaching does matter. We've seen like Jay Cutler was a generational talent, got tossed around from coordinator to coordinator over the years, was barely with one for more than a, 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 a you know two seasons. I wouldn't say generational talent. I was gonna say he was, he was a fine well, quarterback. As far as, as far as his arm strength, he was a he was a franchise type quarterback. I but, wouldn't say generational. Okay, talent. so well, fair enough. To my point being, yes, sir. Justin is—he has proven to what you were saying, Vil. He put all of his body into that throw of that last game, for that last pass. That for, for me, after seeing everything that happened in that game, and almost you could see like he was down from the the fumble and. 
you can see like the loser mentality, like kind of creeping back in on his face, just like in the, his, his, you know, his motions on the field. And then boom, he throws that strike. And I loved how you said that put all of his body into it. He did. You're coined as saying that for me, Phil, he put all of his fucking body into that throw. It was a beautiful pass for me. I think that this that was the play that he needed, and that was the comeback that he needed. That was the win that he needed at the end of the game that he's been denied for so many games. To finally get that, I think this is a, a turn in this team. The defense is playing better. The offense is gaining ground. And I, I'm just – I actually think that we can win this game i really do i think that that this is damn i hope i'm not wrong but i think that this was that moment that pass like you said put his he put his whole body into it phil hold, hold on Dan. i don't want to interrupt you but i think uh, foster's been trying to say something here for sex i want to get well, it in. but I, i'm I done was, i was smacking him just when he said uh the last thing you said the negative whatever i i, I hope so <laughs> Still hoping so, right? But we we're starting to get out of the less hope zone and more into the you know reality zone. Like we're, we're like we're, we actually believe hope uh, less hope and more believe, right? I have a question for Shorty. What do you what did you make of after that Minnesota game? I don't know if you saw the clip in the locker room where Poles and Fields gave each other a big hug. Yeah. What did you make of that? I made every Bills ain't the going same nowhere. thing as you. No, I PJ, I know what you're getting at. This is that was a big moment, right? That was a, a defining moment in kind of like where they believe and what their beliefs are in fields. And I don't I don't think that they're giving up on them. That hug would not have happened unless it was just you know purely I mean of, it was a great on the next team. It was a it wasn't a like just a good job hug. It was a hug of man. It was like it was a hug that you would give your son. Right. Absolutely. He like picked him up, I think, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's, it was like I love I love you, man. We're gonna do this shit. That's right. Kind of exactly. it, it was a it was a big so, hug so where it was like, oh I gotta piggyback on this because I'm gonna forget. Because what I really wanted to say at one point, I was going to stop Dan and say, "Well, I'm glad at least at least you're defending your own self about badge and not anybody else on this panel." <laughs> that was my first joke. And then, secondly, when you're talking about quarterbacks, you know, and this is old Bear fans, Bear fans for for the last fucking seventy years. We're used to Green Bay having two quarterbacks for the last damn twenty-seven years that killed us. You go back to the 70s, the 60s and the 70s into the 80s. The Vikings did that. You go back, even the Lions had better quarterbacks. Somebody always had 20 years of quarterbacks, usually with three guys. The Dolphins, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Chargers did it with two guys for 30 damn years, man. So we've never experienced anything like that in our history, A hundred and 103 years, see, 104 seasons, never experienced it. So we, the fans out there just don't have the patience. Some of them see stuff and they don't even believe their own eyes because they're just, they're stuck in this thing up. 
and nobody's got any more goddamn patience. Look at this. Jordan Love is in what? His fourth season, right? I don't care he didn't play all those games because sitting three years on the bench is like going through a rough season, man. It really is. And you can experience look at look at what four weeks off I think really did for Fields' mind too. That changed his game, those four weeks off. Look at the game. So we just don't have the patience to do it anymore. The guy's in his fourth season. Fields is in his what season? Don't know Four. how. We're, we, we don't have it. We're well, not that's, used to it. that's what I'm piggybacking on your point. And and old and young fans are used to seeing whether you – because, see, back in the day, man, when there was only 20 teams, it was a lot different. You could follow every damn team. There was 14 games. You could follow every quarterback easily. We didn't have all this media. You got the highlights every week. You saw two or three games a week, counting Monday night. If you were lucky four, you had two extra games on Thanksgiving. So you got to see more. And everybody saw it. It wasn't for, for the people that could afford it. Because all the games were on ABC, NBC, CBS. There wasn't even a Fox station. There wasn't Fox was nothing at that time. So they're not used to it. And nobody has the patience to let this develop. That's that's I'm gonna go back to polls because and I, I think Warren's not going to hire him. I, those guys are on a signed page. The polls was here first. There's, There's got to be a designation where I, I don't see how Warren could just fire him at this point in time. I don't I don't think it's possible. That would have to come from George because it's George's guys and his de- guys that made the decision for polls. Please but stay we know on. We have the contact concept that polls is going to build this team right. He's showing us with what he's doing. I'm going to build through the draft, and this team is going to take the north. It could take three or four years. I'll shut the fuck up now. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, no. Dan, I'm actually. We're going to win. Up. We're going to beat Detroit. 24 you were shutting up. 24-17. Now I'm going to shut up. I know. And you better make sure that Bill gets to plug all the shit because I want to hear all the shit. I, I won't shut up and let, let Mark talk so you can let Bill talk. <laughs> Get out of here. Thank you, somebody, whoever did that. <laughs> fuck out of here, Foster. <laughs> I did just want to tell you, Dan, I'm glad to see you're finally coming around to the uh, Justin Fields side of things that maybe he's actually can do this. Uh, You know, the shit from you guys, more so you, Walt. I'm I'm looking right at you, my friend. It was only speculation. It was only talk. I was just trying to stir narrative. We, We need to have these conversations. Well, no, I'll, I'll read something. I'll read something to you real quick. To the to the Justin thing now. I mean, I I will. I remember, you, I remember you saying that you were never out on Justin Fields, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Let's let, let, let's just go to the tape here, so to speak. Unfortunately, <laughs> now this is just a random comment. I'm not going to give you. I don't actually have tape. No, I don't. <laughs> it's a screen. He says, "Unfortunately, Fields isn't working out." But. Better they are bad and get two top picks than be average and find out what it, find out at the end of the season. So the guy's saying Wait. that he's, he's done with Justin Fields, right? Yeah. The comment here is, I hate to agree with you, but yes. That was your comment. So wait, what was the... Uh... He was saying that... He's calling field me field out of my own... Look at this yeah, shit, Phil. He's calling me out of my own show. Yeah, that's what good producers do. So wait. <laughs> So, so the, the the person commenting here was, uh, you know, he's out on Justin Fields, what, for whatever reason, you know, he's saying that I I don't agree with Justin Fields, and that's fine, you know. But then you're going on saying that you agree with said comment. 
But then you go weeks later and say, I was never on Justin Fields. The proof's in the pudding, man. It's right there. So am I, am I, so what helps the channel is agreeing with or liking and, and sending a, you know, this Phil, you do your own like on your channel. It, it helps to promote comments. This doesn't say anything. You can't like it or you, you can't like something. Okay. It, it's a, you're holding to your convictions. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you the, can't best tell course of action, the best course of action is agree to agree with me. You can never go wrong. <laughs> you know, I approve uh, that uh, message. All I'm saying is if, if you say one thing <laughs> and then you know, this is that the next, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, you can have a difference in opinion. That's fine. You know. But so you're what you're saying is opinions can't change. No, op- opinions can change. That is 100% true. But to say that I was never something and then be that is different. So oh, if your opinion, where was that at? Oh, so I'm being called out right now by Walt as being a, a, a non-Justin truther. So I, so what are, are you saying that I, I can't root for Justin Fields right now? Wait, because no, I, can, wait, Walt, where was that at? I once said something that you're quoting me on on your own show negatively about Justin Fields. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you you can't like or dislike, but to go on and say that. I've never done this when you have. I mean, that's that's a little different. If you went and said, you know, at this point, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not here and or I'm not with Justin Fields at the moment for whatever your reason is, you know, and then go down the line and say, well, you know, now he's proved me wrong. So I get that and that's fine. But to say, I've never been there. And then, you know, it's just like, it's just it's crazy. Why would you just subscribe to this channel, guys? We're just, we, we, we inner fight with each other like this. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's not like do it's, not it's subscribe not, to Bears Country podcast or productions. Crap. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like 30 well, people, I, I, I just found it. Bill. <laughs> Y'all asked Walt to come out. He brought the receipts. <laughs> Walt don't play. On everything, man. Yeah, fuck Walt. Get, he's out of here. Walt don't Walt play. <laughs> I mean, like, if you went off and said, like, you know, I'm 100% Justin Bale. I don't, uh, at this point, I don't feel like Justin has done what he needs to do. And like, that's, and that's what you owned. And then you said, oh, I changed my mind. Like, I'm fine with that. You have, there's no problem with that. Just, just own your opinion. Okay. I will. From now on, I will. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate cool. that. Cool. I appreciate the objective, right? uh, Counter uh, tradiction to what what I was saying. It works. It works on this show. We need that. I'm, I'm just glad, I said I'm glad you're seeing that that, that you know, maybe you know Justin Fields is the guy and he's not the whole problem. I think he's that was not the whole problem. That's for sure. I think that was just another one of y'all's uh, forgetting that it's a video going meetings. <laughs> <laughs> That could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do that shit here on TCP. If you're going to call me out, call me out. And I'll say, fuck you then, Walt, and we'll move on. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't bring this up. True, you would be. 
Yes. But there is no, you know, denying right now that Justin Fields is he's the answer. It's not moving on to another quarter uh head coach that wants Anything. a new quarterback, right? Any quarterback. It's either a head coach that wants him or you keep Flues, right? Mm-hmm. And I think even to you know what you guys were saying earlier, like he's only 24 years old. Exactly. And, uh, I know you guys brought up, you know, Frank Reich being fired because, you know, he didn't want Bryce Young. He wanted CJ Stroud, et cetera, et cetera. Man, man, you're a football coach. You should be able to do your job at least somewhat effective, no matter what the quarter or who the quarterback is. Now, it's not like Bryce Young sucks or he's, well, you know. Frank, Frank was willing to stay and build the team. I mean, there's, there's more to it than just that. You know, there's Absolutely. definitely some behind the scenes stuff that we, you know, we're not privy to. Absolutely. And, and the email, fact that you didn't want that. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't want that quarterback and you got <laughs> fired. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Dude, I'm, I'm sitting here writing in your show for tomorrow. Thank God BCP's over. Uh, <laughs> I just I re- I just remember the, the 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 other show I was on with y'all and it was like we was on for like seven eight hours I think it was a draft show or something like that. No, that was a show that Bearski uh, was on. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he took like three hours. <laughs> where, where did Bearski go? We were having a good conversation. I think he, uh, he, I think I heard his feelings. I might have. I'm sorry. He's usually got a he's usually got a time clock where he's got to do stuff, dude. He pops uh, in yeah. and out. Because he did I ask he... us to show the video, and I and I was going to tell him, yeah, let's get that video on before we roll, and I, make sure we find out what's going on with Bill tomorrow night too, man. Yeah, we have a bit of time. Night no, is still young. Eleven. <laughs> Phil, it, by the way, it is awesome to have you on tonight as our Thank guest. You. Like, you're. <laughs> I appreciate you it. Great shit to say, man. I love I love being on with you guys. It's always fun. Plug your channel again, please. Plug what you what, what do you got going on over here? Uh, well, they can go and subscribe at Three Point Stands Podcast on YouTube. Same thing in uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm trying to ignore PJ and this Black Santa <laughs> by not looking at the screen. Uh, tomorrow we're going live at 5 p.m. Uh, we are doing a Chicago Bears ticket giveaway, uh, section 149. It's uh kind of at the corner of one of the end zones, but low, low, low seats. So you'll be close to the field. Uh, two tickets. And entry or the way to enter. Uh, you can go to our pinned tweet at Three Point Stands Podcast on Twitter. Still time to enter before tomorrow. Just follow the instructions of the tweet, which is basically retweet, follow the names in the tweet, and uh, tag the person that you want to take. And we'll pick someone randomly. Uh, the show should be uh, between five to seven if it carries over. You know, it, so be it. But we'll try to get the announcement done sometime within the show. We don't want to give you a time, so you just pop up at the time of the show. But come on, go enter and see if you can win these tickets. What? <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome, dude, man. He didn't hear it. You got to say that all over again, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) TJ, while you're looking for your gun and your flamethrower, look for the hearing aid, too. (laughs) I found that one. Thank goodness you did. 
Yeah, I found I found the hearing aid. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it was can at Foster's house. Can you hear us now? <laughs> Hello. Uh, what'd you say? Hello. Can you hear us? Uh, what'd you say? Uh, PJ, can you? Anyone? PJ, can you hear us? <laughs> when you guys get a moment, I do want to post two questions to the group here and see what your opinions are on these things. So we're going to start with the uh, easier one of the two. Marvin Harrison Jr., is he going to stay or is he going to come out in the draft? He's coming out because his quarterback left his injured uh, transfer quarter, I heard. They did. He did. You did hear the interview today. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of, you know, more just for the camera saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. Kind of thing. But that's I mean, what I believe. All, all in agreement that he, he's going to come out this year? Yes. Okay. Second thing is, so. uh, yeah. no. second thing is, that there's been some rumbling going on in the NCAA about possibly uh, paying their players directly, like not through just the nil system, but mm. uh, now I'm a bit on the fence about this, just because I understand you're playing college football and all that, and the university is making money out of it. But at the same time, a lot of these, not all of these, but a lot of these guys are on football scholarships already. And the point of university is to, you know, further your education first and sports later, even if you're, even if you want to make that your career, you know, you're, you're already getting the, in some cases, some people are getting free rides. So I think personally, if I would look at it as if I'm going to start paying these players to play football for I would look at possibly removing the scholarships from them because I'm not going to double dip. You know, use the money for your education. But at the same time, I, I can't give you free money to come here and then pay you on top of it. You're already getting paid, so to speak. That's a fucking great question, Walt. That is a good I, question. I, I think what we're seeing it right now in the current college atmosphere is um Caleb Williams is one of the, if not the first, like top. I mean, this just happened what last year? Williams so making yeah. three million dollars, I think. So he's, well, I bet he's making more than that with his endorsements and stuff like that. So he's got to be the first quarterback to make, let's just say, the first player in college or one of the first to make a million plus dollars in college. Yeah. So you know. The reasons why we're seeing all this stuff coming about uh, Caleb Williams recently has got to have something to do with him making that much money in college. He's he's already his head is already that expanded from that. Right. Any one of us would be. So what's going to happen in 10 years just with the current format and to what you're saying, Walt, it's I don't I don't think I think that they should. If you if you're that uh, big of a prospect coming out of high school that you should there should be like one of two options that you that you choose from, right? Kind of like what you're saying, Walt. Mm-hmm. I I'll go ahead, PJ and then I'll jump in and then Foster. Uh, PJ first then Foster then I'll go. I'll I'll say my my opinion on uh, paying athletes I understand Walt's point, but if if colleges are making millions upon millions of dollars from these athletes, 
you getting a scholarship maybe worth four hundred thousand dollars, but these the colleges are, are making millions. Twenty-seven million dollars a year. I mean, dollars a year off to you, off of you. Yeah. It's, I would say I, I would go as far as to say this. Even if you don't want to pay the players because they have their endorsements, offer more scholarships. Even if it is not at your school, to where more kids can get into college and play play some sports, because that's where the money I think really needs to go, to where you can get these kids into college and let them pursue their dreams of playing college ball. Give, I mean, let's say uh, Alabama. Let's say they're making two hundred million dollars on TV deals because of football. You give you be able to give more scholarships, and then if you only can have so many scholarships for Alabama's football, be able to give some of that money then to another school to where they can get some kids to go to their college, even if it's like a lesser or or the sub bowl series colleges, the smaller colleges. But give these kids a chance to go to college, man, because again, they're playing football, so that's what's making you the money. Let that money be able to be attributed to people going to college. Well said. What about you, uh, Foster? Phil? Foster? Phil Foster? Who's next? Uh, I, I I actually feel like they need to get paid, to be honest. Like, I, I don't really have a set opinion of how much they should get paid, how, how it should work out, or what the structure should be. I'm not a finance guy, especially when it comes to comparing the NFL versus uh, the college college revenue, you know, streams. But I feel like they give they put their life on the line. They put their bodies on the line. Um, They are, you know, a lot of them are getting scholarships. So a lot of people try to use that. Well, they're getting paid scholarships, but a lot of them don't. You know, a lot of them are just, you know, walk ons or paying for their own schooling or partial scholarships. But they do make money off of them. It's not like high school. High school, you know, you might get your your T-shirt sold in a local Walgreens or Jewel. Like, I'm in Downers Grove. Like, you see Downers Grove South T-shirts and Walgreens. But you're not going to see it in the next town. So, you know, they're grown men uh, playing 12, maybe more games a year if you're in the top top college or in the playoffs or something like that or bowl games then you play the senior bowl things like that so you're doing everything you can and putting a university's uh name on the front of your jersey and you're not getting any compensation for it you're out there doing everything uh to bring them viewership uh put butts in the stands uh concession stands these coaches are getting paid millions, you know, now down there. And, you know, you're just going. And what what happens? What happens if it's your junior year and, oh, this looks like it's the year I'm coming out, and then you get hurt, and it's, like, career ending. Like, so now you did all that for not. So I feel like they should be paid something, some sort of salary, uh, maybe not on the uh, – obviously not on the, the level of NFL, but, shoot, some of these – Alabama, I'm sure they're getting plenty of money. I'm sure, you know, some of these huge colleges, they, they're getting probably close to some of these lower-level NFL teams when it comes to revenue from alumni boosters and uh, sponsors, you know, all that stuff. So that's my opinion. I think they, they need to pay them, male and female. 
<clears throat> yeah, that's good, man. I, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna piggyback on all of it, and the, even this can be adjusted. Uh, because, like, okay, so Shakur Sanders, if he goes back next year, I think he gets four and a half million dollars. So if the guy's smart and does the right thing, no matter what happens, he's set for life. That's awesome. And that's off endorsement deals, correct? Yeah, it's all endorsement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's that's not an issue. Um, you take all this money they're making, and instead of paying these players, let them get their endorsements. You put everybody, you give them their scholarship, you put them on a stipend. So, so make sure they got a car, and if they got to pay their electric bill in their dorm room or their wherever they're living, and they have the things that they need, and then there should be amount of money put in a fund for players on the team, because then you could take all that excess money Bring back all the women's sports and the sports they've taken away from these colleges because they're spending so much on football already. Uh, invest money in the community and the people living in the community because then you'll bring in more students. If you've got a better community around these colleges, you'll, it's, it's basically a, just a cycle of really doing the right fucking thing with the money and nobody does it. Do you know why Abraham Lincoln became an attorney when he was a U.S. Illinois state representative? to support his family because they didn't get paid $180,000 a year with all their medical benefits. It's public service, man. And, and in the, the face of these universities, especially the state paid universities, they're public servants. They need to do what is best for the athletes, the school and the community surrounding it. So it's, it's really, I, I, I'm, I don't think the athletes should get this money. There should be a fund for all the athletes because they're not all going to go play sports. We know this. Mm -hmm. But they're going to need some assistance to get, you know, they need to get their, their degree. That's what they're there for first. You've stated that. That's number one priority, man. This is a game. It isn't life. Life can be a real hard game if you're not prepared, just like football. All this money should be, you know, distributed properly, reinvested into school. The, the education, make, you know, let's get the education system updated properly and not remove shit and portion on these students that they shouldn't have to have to learn. Let's, let's give them the truth finally in, in everything as, as much as possible. And again, reinvesting in the school, the teachers, because let's, let's face it, you go across the country, man. There's a, there's a lot of crappy teachers out there. There's a lot of them. The stuff I see here in Chicago is insane. There's gotta be somebody willing to do a better job if they have a little assistance to get people. The teaching job i got i got my brother has four sons they're all teachers and they're all some of the greatest teachers you could ever meet if you met them without even knowing me and you just met them somewhere you would think highly of them just for their thoughts and ideas it's basically about improving life for human beings and improving every community every city in this in this country and you mm -hmm. can start with these universities with the billions of dollars that they're taking in to do that improve everything across the board there's the money's there. They just spend all this money on, on some of the most insane shit. Constant advertisement, constant advertisement, big money, big money for the advertisement. When the people that are watching, they already know the game's there. I know they want to expand it. If they want to expand it, put everything back so that people can see it and be exposed to it on a regular basis instead of sitting there, you know what? We need more fucking money. All these big contracts, we got to get these big contracts. So now you got to pay to watch whatever the fuck it is. I can't even watch Illinois games here. You know that? 
Yeah. I have to pay to see an Illinois game. Yeah. My entire life I've been able to watch Northwestern Illinois and DePaul oh, and damn schools. And now I gotta pay to get the stuff streamed, period. So hmm. all the money needs to go back into the education, man. How many women's uh sports teams have been lost that they've just taken out of schools? Uh programs that they've completely disabled because all the money's going to football. Build the community around you, man. All the all the the, some of the, the schools in Illinois, some of the areas around some of the schools like Southern Illinois and Eastern Illinois and DeKalb. I mean, DeKalb, it's not as bad, but man, if you go down there and drive around through that, what happened to that section of that community that was beautiful 20, 30 years ago? Uh, they've, they've taken money and resources away from the, the students and the people that have to live in that community. So it, it needs to be done right, man. I'm sorry to ruin the line, but something. No, like it, that. that was that was your turn to talk. I think it, about it, dude. those were some of the most brilliant words that you've ever said, except for the word edumacation. <laughs> you actually I, I like, edumacation. I like how you started that and then went crazy profound. That was like that was best. Like that that has to be clipped up. Absolutely. Like that cheers, was, my friend. Spot on. Right. Cheers for sure. That was very well said, my friend. You did say ed edumacation. I thought it was on purpose, but it worked. Probably wasn't, but it could be because I've been saying edumacation for 45 years. <laughs> All my friends that went to public school, I told them they got a really good edumacation. <laughs> I mean, if also to your point, I have to agree if they do go that route and decide to you know the university to offer money to its student athletes you know that, that should go towards their education education only you know because yeah. that's, that's and then the even reason, a program the for after graduates who need to uh, helping hand yeah. off that's yes. what the pool would be for yeah, that's yes. going to be most of your players on all your sport teams are going to need a hand, hand after graduation up that's all yeah no, no, because, you know, I, I've seen it firsthand, you know, like I always say, my wife is a doctor, she has her PhD out of UConn. The astronomical cost, even after master's was paid for by the, actually, no, she paid for master's, but the PhD program was covered by the university. It's insane. You know, you're, you're making six figures easy coming out of college and you're saddled with all this loan, all these student loans. And you're looking at guys like, uh, you know, Sanderson driving around in a Rolls Royce. We're never going to see that kind of money. Right. You know, you're, you're playing, you're playing football. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking game. Like you said, Foster, at the end of the day, you're throwing a little leather ball around, you know? And I think we put a lot of emphasis on the, the athletes and that's not just football. It's every sport. You go to any college and you'll see, you know, the athletes are held to a higher peg than the rank and file student. You know, we should be prioritizing education, even even with these, uh, you know, these football players. Like, either make That's, it to the point where they have to complete the four year degree and then declare. You know, get, get, so they have a fallback option in case, like Bill said, if they're walking down the street and their ACL blows out of them, because it can happen. You know, you can't play football no more. What are you gonna do now? Pick up game in the backyard with your kids, blow out your fucking knee, and you're like, you're done. <laughs> you know, well, remember what? Uh, well, but but you have to also take in consideration too, though, that without these student athletes playing football, they wouldn't be getting the revenue anyway. So yeah, you, ha you have to you have to keep that in mind. I mean, we can say that, yeah, 
they getting the education for their or they getting the money for their education. But the reality is they're making all these millions of dollars off the play of these players. So why why are the players not getting some type of kickback? So that's why I'm saying I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I, I see I see what actually both points of view. So I, I can't just totally disregard the player who's playing because if uh, Sanders isn't at Colorado, would Colorado be getting the type of revenue they're getting right now? No. So he's bringing in that. So the players ought to be able to get some of that because they the one doing that playing. The players can give back. Wait, the players can give back best to the universities by not trying to rape them and help them this way because they're not all going to donate 20 million, 30 million to that thing. It's it's all the alumni combined that do it. So it's it's the bigger picture, Peach. I get exactly what you're saying. That's why there needs to be a fund set up to help these people. But I, I definitely agree with encouraging, okay, man, you know what? Even if you're going to go play NFL, you, you've got to, you're locked into your contract here for three or four years, at least three. Not not to play football, but, but to go to school and get your degree. It's a lot different today, man. You know, all the guys back in the day used to have to get a job in the, in the off season. They were working jobs, base, all these sports. They were working jobs. And, right. and most of most of them ended up okay. You only you always hear about the guys who are broke and got head damage. I mean, that's you know, that needs to be taken care of for sure, which they're doing by all the things they're doing. You but said they need to be most locked of them, in. Most of them were smart enough to take their money and invest it properly. Most sports players again. Go ahead. What'd you say, Pete? You said the players need to get locked be locked into being there for three years, is that what you said? Not playing the sport, their education. Okay, you're going to go to the NFL, but you're still going to complete this third year. We, we've signed this. Because there is. There's a lot of guys that go out. Uh, who, who was the guy that just got caught in Canada last summer for robbing banks? Multimillionaire, retired sports guy. You remember this? Oh, no, I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and dig that up because it was, it was all over the country. And he wouldn't do it, and he just he could have he could have had a four million dollar year contract playing this year, but instead he went to Canada to rob banks because he didn't feel like playing to make millions of dollars. <laughs> I he, think we're getting a little bit off subject now. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not because he didn't finish. It. He didn't. He went. Fuck it. He went. Went to the NFL. Didn't learn shit. Didn't attempt. And now instead of even taking a contract that he's guaranteed four million dollars for the year, he's like, fuck it. I don't know anything. I'm doing. I don't want to play football anymore. That's all fine, but he's got nothing to fall back on. So he's in this scheme, robbing banks in Canada. <laughs> but you can't make yeah. a person go to college, though. You can't. You can't encourage uh, them. You know, even if you sign it, dude. If I sign this thing, how many people go to court and get out of it? Doug Van Dorn is saying Foster is very edgy, Macation. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, Doug. Awesome, man. Killing it with the dad jokes. <laughs> I'm going to just shut the fuck up because I'm tired too, man. Dad jokes. God. This is a very interesting conversation, though, guys. It is. Yeah, no, Personally, I'm, I'm completely against collegiate athletics in terms of, uh, you know, stuff. I just, it's not my thing. I think, you know, I, I feel the need of the university is to better yourself in terms of your education, 
you know, you don't have to go to college. You know, you don't have to go. You can go to a trade school. You can be a plumber, an electrician, you know, whatever, whatever, and live a great life. You know, some people just college isn't it. And if you want to move on to other things, that's fine. You know, but that, that, when, you, when you're in school, your, your main focus has to be your education. You know, and like you said, Foster, if, if they do start handing, you know, some of this revenue back to the players, it should go towards just their education and their ability to live and sustain themselves while at school. You don't need the, the fancy car like you got Caleb Williams running around with a fucking Ferrari or Maserati, whatever the hell he has. You know, and we're, we're not talking about fixing college athletics, Cliff. That's impossible. He can do that. That's... If he so desires he's getting four million dollars in advertisements. I'm, I'm just saying. But that's know. advertisements. That's not from the yeah, college. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, no, that's, that, that's the, the top tier guys are different than the than most of the athletes on every team, right? Right. That's all. That's that's the big thing. Look, it's it's a little different. It's going to be. There's there's always going to be two different people are all, there's always going to be two or three different ways to treat people. That's another problem too. So I need I need to and, shut the fuck up, man. How about this? I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There are, when it comes to scholarships, scholarships is not guaranteed year after year. Because if I get a scholarship my freshman year, I blow out my knee or whatever. They can take that back that scholarship, and now I got to pay for my education sophomore, junior, senior year. So part of the conversation ought to be Again, when you give these scholarships, have it a full ride scholarship and a full scholarship to the players, whether or not the player the next year sucks and you want to cut him, but because you already recruited him and he did that first year with you, have him sit up there, you pay for the rest of his college. Some of that comes down to uh players sitting up, you know, a player get recruited, get 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 a scholarship, and he goes there that first year and he does okay, but you know the Coach is like, well, I want to improve this team. So now he's looking for somebody else. And this player didn't get that much playing time because, you know, like I said, he only did okay. So the, he looks in the transfer portal, being the coach, grabs a better player, released the, co- the player he uh, had recruited last year. Now that that player no longer has a scholarship. He don't have yeah. no, he he doesn't no he can't go to another school because he don't have the film to show them because he didn't get that much playing time. So what do you do with that player? He should be guaranteed the other three years, and he's completed one year under the scholarship. So then he doesn't have to worry about it. Well, he should be. I agree, but that's not how it works, and that's what I'm saying. Well, but that's why I'm saying that's how it should work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. those things should be addressed. It does depend on the, the scholarship too, because they're all a little different. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to reapply year after year. You have to really look at. I mean, because like you said, PJ, sometimes, sometimes you have to re- reapply every six months. I'm going yeah. through it now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's a difficult saying, process, man. I was just using a year as, you know, baseline. Right. I, know, I just wanted but, to go in for context while I'm with you. Oh, yeah. No, no I, no, I understand. You know, but you, you also have to look at, too, like, are we 100% sure if this person's playing college and is he either injured and can't play? Does he lose said scholarship? We don't know. You know, who's to say that he doesn't? He can still fin- figure out, finish out his education and move on. Yeah. I just think they need to do a better job with the with the kids because I again, the kids are the ones who's getting you your revenue by playing out there on that field. So when you give these scholarships, like I said, you give give more scholarships, give more full ride scholarships, 
because these kids again is the one that's causing you your program. Now, as to your point, I'm, I mean, I know I'm going to lose some people on this, and that's fine, but I'm going to speak my mind. But when it comes to women's uh, programs and like that, women's sports need to bring in some uh, revenue. They need to be able to bring in some revenue too, instead of always relying on then the guy scholar or the sky sports to to fund theirs. They got to be able to bring in something too. I mean, I grant, I get it. They may not be able to bring in as much, but to leave them, well, well, we're just going to always cover them all the time. If nobody's trying to watch that, how are you going to? I mean, why why are you trying to support it if nobody's trying to watch you, it to give them the you're revenue? Trying in? to support it. I got to jump huh? in right real quick. You're trying to support it because these are human beings. They they need this. It, it's it's something that people need in their life, and if it's not available to them, it would really suck. And I'm just trying to be fair, man. It, it's going to be like that, man. Like like the WNBA NBA shit, dude. There's always going to be lesser and greater, dude. And you've got to cover everybody. I may be off, but that's just the way I feel, man. We live in a capitalist society. I understand that. And that's things have to change from the top down with this society. That's fine. Capitalism's great, but there's too much misuse, too much greed, too much corruption everywhere. I don't. I, I do not deny that. But right. speaking on the WNBA, WNBA and NBA again, if WNBA is operating in the red their whole existence, at what point in time do we have them? Hey, look. You guys got to somehow bring up re more revenue. Change your game if you sports. have to, but do something to bring up the revenue. Because again, it's a capitalist society. I can't expect somebody to foot my bill all the time when I'm not working for a government or agency. I'm, I'm working in a private agency, but I want somebody else to foot the bill. Only college. I should not have pro sports in there. If they can't exist, they can't exist. That's a different. That's a different aspect. We're talking yeah, for the greater good, and I'm just talking college. I should have never brought the NBA in it. I should have brought up uh, Southern Illinois' <laughs> cricket team that had to be canceled as opposed to the one in any one of them on the, on the East Coast, man, because not all those girls are going to get into that East, those East Coast schools. They're just not. So now they're completely denied of the program. It, I'm, I'm talking college, Peach, and it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money considering what football's bringing in, dude. That's why these guys and stars that draw you to the tail the college ranks, they should get their share. They should be allowed to get their endorsements. Uh, they should be guaranteed their education, just like every one of them, like the guy you were talking about. But to give back at that point in time, when they when they really don't even have to do it themselves, all they have to do is allow it to happen, and then. You got to have somebody overseeing it, make sure it's happening. That's the biggest fucking problem because everybody's a damn crook. I'm going off on crooks tonight. You get what I'm saying, though, right? Or no, guys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I here's the thing to, to PJ. It's, uh, I know Foster's going off on another ring here. Uh, there's, there's more to it than just, you know, uh, this, that, and women's sports, you know, being able to draw the revenue. There's, there's, you got to really peel back the onion, so to speak, and look at the different layers. You know, I hate to say it. There's a lot of people out there that just unfortunately think, you know, women are lesser beings, so to speak. And what that plays into, into fun stuff. Everything across the women board. Women are lesser than. <laughs> I know in some, some males, they're afraid of strong, strong women. Let's be completely real. 
it, it's just it is what it is. It, 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 I, I can't tell you why, and I can't tell you how to fix it, but they're they're out there. You know, and no well, one in this chat or anyone here is like that. But that's sad because there there are a, a vast, I wouldn't say a majority yet, but women are making a lot more money now than they ever had. Uh, I don't like my friends and like my wife makes more than I do. My most of my friends' wives make most make more money than they do or they're equal to. So I think we're in a, actually in a good time right now where women are actually there's finally starting to get there. I know I just jumped into this after popping out to go take a piss, but women are uh they're 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 making their way now, man. I'm it's something to be proud of for them. Dan, I don't want to interrupt here. I just I really wanted to get to, to Barry Trusine's comment here where he says, I believe, and if you get recruited for football, you should have to, uh you shouldn't have to get an education unless you want. I, I, I can't I can't go that way, man. I really can't. You, you need to better yourself outside of the sport because you can't play football forever. What are you going to do after that? You know, and we have to better ourselves as human beings, as a, as a complete society. You know, we, we go back to the 50s when we were prioritizing things like math, science, overall education, where we were, we were prospering as just not, not just Americans, but as a species as a whole. We were going into space. We walked on the moon. You know, we, we didn't just say things to people like, oh, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about because I don't agree with it. And I saw a video on YouTube that said the same thing. So that's gospel. You know, look at look at COVID, for an example. You have medical experts that have spent hundreds of thousands of hours, years of their life devoting themselves to this field. And you went off and said, well, I know more than you because, you know, I saw some guy who said if you eat a crystal every day, you know, your body's going to turn into the Incredible Hulk or, you know, something retarded like that. You know, so I can't agree with not getting an education, period. If you want to play football, that's and that's your dream. That's fine. You know, go do that. But at the same time, you have to have something on the back end just in case football doesn't work out. Because we, we've seen it with plenty of people that if, you know, you're great in college, but you don't translate to the pros. So what are you going to do? You got to you got to have that thing to fall back on. And you, ha and you have to use it to just better everyone else around you, too. I, you know, you know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just can't, I can't find not try. having. It. At least try. If you, if you want to get like the communications degree or history or whatever, you know, those, the the quote unquote lesser degrees are, just go, go for it, man. Have have that safety net. Ville has got to leave. He's clearly bored with our conversation anyway. He's like, I'm just talking chat right now. Going into it with Jeremy. I have to go back and reread all this conversation between I you guys. Bill was going to leave around nine thirty, man. It's eleven thirty now. <laughs> no, nah, I love being on with you guys. I, I, my wife has been sending me messages like, "Your food's it's on like, the stove." Get your ass up here and get your <laughs> ass to bed. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow is... about five o'clock, right? For sure, for sure. Hopefully, yeah. you guys come over there and and have some fun with us. Oh, uh, we'll come and hassle you too. <laughs> oh yeah we'll definitely come over there and hang out in your chat and you got your tell us about your show again you got some good stuff going on tomorrow for sure we got uh a lot of some of twitter's favorite chicago podcasts you got coach t will be on there ill will from three kings of midway 
uh, Taylor Doll from Windy City Grind, uh, Gridiron uh, should be on there. Um, trying to think, Dose of Dion, who's a great Lions podcaster, will be on there to discuss the uh, Bears versus Detroit Lions game Sunday, obviously. I'm trying to think of who else might be. Oh, Swifty, obviously. Swifty, dude. That's, that's my that's my favorite one that's that's joining is, is Swifty. <laughs> the first okay that I got was Swifty. So, and we're giving away the Chicago Bears tickets, section 149. Uh, my co-host Michael, he was in the chat earlier, but uh, he yeah. works. He's a black car driver, so he uh, he was in the chat while he was every stop he would jump in the chat and shout shout out to guys so uh but should be some really nice seats uh the again the entry you can go still enter uh we still haven't picked a winner we'll pick the winner on the show from the tweets you can go to our account at three point stands podcast on twitter and follow the pin tweet at the top of the profile page and it's basically just following uh following three of us at uh, Three Point Stands Podcast, retweeting and tagging someone that you would like to bring. Phil. The winner will be announced at the end of that show, guys. So you got yes, to fucking put your, get your, get get in the, the draw mm. and stick around because there's going to be a ton of great shit on that show. Oh, know. yeah, it's going to be a ton of I'm stuff. Gonna I'm going to do a lot of listening because I'm going to be moving around during it, but I'm definitely going to hop in, man. For sure. that, dude. I'm entering definitely. now and doing everything you suggested. Yeah. Dude, you got some great stuff going on over there on your channel, your Twitter. I mean, you're hitting milestones. Love oh, thank I, you. Love, I love all the shorts you're putting out, dude. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Lots of hard work. <laughs> you are doing a great job. Our Our friend... And uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Sorry if we bored you with our conversation at some points. Oh uh, no, I, y'all, y'all like brothers. Like we, we, we sit. Like I said, that one show we was on. I think you got off. You had to get off with the with the dog. Yeah, my dog. dog yeah. Rich. And yeah. we, me, Walt, uh, PJ, Foss, we was on there for another four hours. Like I think it was, <laughs> it was like maybe three, maybe three or four <laughs> other people stayed in the chat, and we just was talking. Lost track of time. My wife was like, "You just not coming to bed?" I think it was like three, four in the morning. So yeah. I, I know she's uh, oh PJ just asked what's on the menu in the chat. Uh, she made some tacos and 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 they were fire. Like I, like I seen them when <laughs> she started cooking. When I went upstairs before y'all called me on, and I'm like, oh, oh, I might have to. I know it's gonna be a long show, so you can smell it from there. You're like, damn it. Yeah, my stomach been growling. It's time to eat and get to sleep. <laughs> Our friend, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You are awesome. Uh, yeah. Your takes on the Bears are great. Check out Ville, the Three Point Stands podcast. Check out his, his YouTube channel as well as his, his Twitter channel. Or his Twitter, well, X, whatever that is. It's so weird to I say that. Twitter, I don't care. Yeah. But killing it, killing it, killing it, my brother. And uh, we cannot wait to have you back on again. Go eat some food, man. For sure. Thanks, guys. Just let me know the next time you guys want me on. I promise not to be such a stranger. No, awesome, love to have you back on again. Thank, for thanks sure. for putting us up with up with us. And, and and that night, Dan, we did another show after you took care of the dog. 
maybe maybe one and a half more shows, man. I don't even know. Right. That was See you Sunday night, Phil. For sure. <laughs> Good night, brother. You said that last time. You better come on. Yep. We will. We will. Get a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to your lovely wife. Oh. Yeah, that guy's awesome, dude. He's awesome. What's going awesome, on, gentlemen? Awesome, awesome, dude. It was a good intellectual conversation, I must say. It was. The the, the turn on the uh, the college draft pay stuff, great stuff, guys. Stop that. You don't know that. DVD says that. Huh? <laughs> All right. It's about that time. It is about that time. TJ Baskerville, thanks for hanging out with us tonight with your lovely husband. Great yes. Guy. Yes. Thank you, uh, TJ. Appreciate you. And save me a plate. And a plate. We, pre we appreciate your patience again. <laughs> Cliff, still. Cliff Victoria, Doug Van Dorn, Bear Truth 9. Mark Kazak hanging out with us tonight. Mo Beerman was here, I think. Yes, he yes. was. You guys are no, the shit. Yeah, you, guys are, you guys were great in the chat. Appreciate the conversation in the chat and a way to keep it going. Appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. Without you guys, we've said it before, it does not happen. So let's give a Jeremy, big round of applause to our... the other James, man. There's tons of names still, guys. Sorry. Robbie. Bearski. Plank. Bear Swifty, Bear Listimo, Mark Kazak, Foster Covers, Bill Three Point Stand Pod, Leo Factor One, PJ, Doug Van Dorn, Cliff Victoria, Mr. Shorty, Heidi Zimmerman. Heidi. But yeah, I mean, Leo Factor One. I don't know if I'm repeating, but there's just so many people in here tonight that just jumped in, man. You guys are remember, awesome. There was James. And James something and STC. And there's Swifty again. Plank. Plank was in here. Laz was in here. You know, it, it's amazing. It's amazing how this is just get destroyer 1320. It's just getting longer and longer. The list is getting longer. I I, I dread that when well, we can't do this because it'll take fucking half the night. Jeremy was in here. Jeremy that Walt put into a freaking timeout. Uh, I missed I both, come of back. Bills, both of Bill's guys. Mr. Mayhem 69. Uh, I can't remember Bill's guy's name. Zach. Michael was here. DVD say Michael was here. Where's the other James? There's another James that was in. Oh, yeah. Micah. Bill's uh, upcoming uh, co host. Micah was here. Thank you, Micah, DVD. Uh, Mr. Collins, I thought. Micah Allison. Julian Collins. What? Uh, pull that up here. New Breed, uh, New Breed 313 Sports. Steve popped in here for a while. Which one, Tim? Oh, yeah, New Breed. We'll see you on uh, on your channel next uh, December 13th. Are you guys all in? Who, who's doing that show with us? I know it's me and Foster, at least. You guys, PJ? What, what time? Wednesday, December 13th. It's after the Lions game, before our show. Oh, I don't know the time yet. You got to get Skylark. 
Skylark 99, King Putin Nations, Buka World. Basketball game, bro. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, keep going, Foster. Unapologetic I truth. Know, uh, Allison was the other one. Right? Side conversation yeah. during the middle of our... Uh... James Hunter. <laughs> Walter Besky. <laughs> Cliff Victoria Jason, Jason for the UK time. Bears. <laughs> Fucking Jason UK. Oh wait, let, by the way, let's plug that again. Uh so just upcoming uh this are we doing a pregame this Sunday, guys? Call it. It's up to you guys. Pregame this Sunday, uh before the Bears game and post game, of course, we'll give you the uh the post game press conference. Here live on BCP. Also, um, and the Sunday night post post game with Walter oh, Foster. Oh, is that your first one, guys? Second. Technically, second, I guess. Well, technically, we didn't, we didn't do one last week because they didn't play Sunday. Oh, wait. So say that again. So what time? Ten forty-five. Walt. This sounds all right. It depends on when I get back from. Uh, just, the game. just make it eleven o'clock. On Sunday night, BCP post don't, post don't post. Tell my fucking, don't tell post, the producer of the show what we're making it, man. Yeah. Jesus. We'll call it the post 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 game or the post post game, right? I, I yeah, I think I put the post 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 game. And then so. uh Monday night with uh Dan Aguirre here again on Last Call at House Hall. Uh Lynn Hayden is recovering from a knee surgery, a knee replacement surgery. Ugh. The pictures were awful. Um, so we'll allow her to come back on her own time. And then uh, we have the new show next Tuesday coming out, The British Bears, with uh, Chris Watts. He's the host. Chris Watts is the host, guys. Who's I'm the so host with the most. I'm so excited for that. With uh, Jason, UK Bear, who was in chat tonight. He'll be his co-host. Bear was in here, too. Don freaking Burr. Wow, you know you made it when you have Don Burr in your podcast. Said last, oh, he said a lot tonight, man. This thing's taking was, forever, dude. It Sorry. was all good stuff, too. It wasn't shit. Well, it was all good stuff. No, he gave me some shit. Well, I mean, to me, you expect that, but he was being uh, very respectful in his uh, football talk tonight, Don Burr was. He wasn't being a dick like he normally oh, can't be. Shorty, you never got back to King Pookie Nation on tw on Twitter. Oh, I apologize, King Pookie. Yes, we will work that out. He did DM me. Wow. So I'll get back to you. I, I apologize. Busy at Zach. work. Zach, just Zach. Zach. I don't. Zach. Is that a new Zach? Uh, that's one of uh, that's one of Bill's guys, man, because he even says it in oh, there. Excellent. That's why well, I said I didn't you, recognize Zach. it. Thank you for joining us, Zach. Bill, for joining us. All your uh, excellent followers who follow you for hanging out with us tonight with Bill. We appreciate you for doing so. Please like, subscribe, set your notifications. We've got a lot of stuff coming up here in the next few days, weeks, months. Um we love you guys. Steve S. Steve S was in here too. Steve S. That's my that's my bro. Yep. Guys, 
out of one, two, three, Bears. All right, ready? One, two, three, Bears. Bears. Bears.